Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lazy Cinephile Podcast, where we love movies, but we're not dicks about it. I am May, and that is... Luke, Luke, Luke over there. Yeah. Yep. And every week we talk about movies and have fun. Sometimes we cover things. Sometimes we do topics. Today is our first topic that we mm-hmm. that we're ever doing. Hopefully, we'll do more in the future. We're gonna have fun with it. And yep. this is the topic that I picked, where I decided to do a full retrospective on every single Saw trap. Now, I say that with a caveat because in between the recording of last episode and this episode, which is about a week apart. I did my best to watch as many Saw movies as I could up to this. And you watch a good amount. I watched six of them, six out of the nine. Yeah. And you had recently seen uh, Spiral. I'd recently seen Spiral. So recently I'd seen one through six in Spiral. Um, the final chapter uh, and Jigsaw, um, I, I still remember vividly and will be able to do enough for this podcast because um, I will only be covering the most notable ones from everyone because if we did all of them, literally all of them, this podcast would be over three hours long just doing the topic. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> These saw traps can occasionally be incredibly complicated, have a lot to them. Oh, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot here. Traps and traps. Yeah, traps and traps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not sure how we're going to talk about this. I, I do want to say spoilers for every single saw film. Yeah. Even though, of course. Please keep in mind, even if you are a horror fan, these movies are not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Even the good ones, including the first one, which is my favorite horror movie of all time. These movies are incredibly puzzle boxy, not even in terms of their plot, but the way they're presented. Yeah, they're pretty grisly. They're uh, they go pretty go far and gore, uh, yeah, far than a lot of horror franchises do. They also just have very, very, very dark thematic elements constantly all the way. That's through. true. Yeah. Um, trigger warning. Trigger right. every single trigger warning possible. I just I just want to say carte blanche here. I don't know. Like I don't know if we'll get to. Hi, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> i hope that Cat. came up yeah i hope i hope it did too i'm not sure if we'll get to, to all of them but i just want to say because while i was watching the movies we covered it <laughs> i every single trap in some way had some like we got to every single main trigger warning that i know of that's prominent mm-hmm. so i'm not sure if we'll get to all those the notable notable traps generally toby <laughs> but um so yeah just just if you're sensitive to stuff like this you're sensitive to violence gore that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Don't watch the movies. <laughs> but um, we won't go too in-depth with, like, describing in horrible, grisly detail the exact details of how this person gets their arm ripped off or uh-huh. whatever, you know. But yeah. <laughs> but but the natural subject matter of what we're talking here will be very rough. Mm-hmm. Forewarning. Um, but if, you are, if you're interested in the Saw franchise, can hear generally people talk about these kinds of things, but you don't really have a desire to really fully go through and watch all nine of these movies, which I really understand. Even if I said, even if you're a horror fan, even if you can handle gore, this is not a franchise for everybody. I'm surprised it's as popular as it is. It's almost kind of insane to me that it is. Cause this to me feels like an underground franchise that like, it just has such a nastiness to it. That feels like it should be maybe two, three movies deep in mm. absolute most, but it's nine. Yeah. But, but I think, I I mean, I have a lot of opinions on why that is. But generally, it's a lot. Forewarning. But you can watch all of these Saw movies, mainly on Stars, with the exception of Jigsaw, which you can watch on Peacock. 
Mm-hmm. So if you want to see these movies, if you want to before this whole discussion, you don't really need to. We're going to go in spoilers, but you don't really need to. But that's where you can watch it. Um, so how this works is that we'll go through. Okay, so I know we're going to go through at least two or three traps from each movie. The no- it, however many notable traps there are, yeah. really. Some movies have a lot more than others. Some movies have basically not many notable traps, if any at all. Uh-huh. Um, so, and I'm looking at you, Saw 4. <laughs> uh-huh. um, my least favorite of them. But, um, yeah, so our, how do we want to... Because the way the Saw movies work, for those uninitiated, is that there are there are typically many different traps as you go through the film. It's like individual traps, but there is also the movie typically revolves around a long form game, a trap in which the characters have to get out of as the main narrative or the story. Should Mm -hmm. I go over the main games, the main narratives of the film, or should I leave that? Should I do it just for the best ones or should I just feel it? Just explain it when it's necessary. Should I just completely do away with that idea? Uh, I think they deserve a mention. I don't think you should go in really much detail about it, but I feel they are important yeah. to other traps that we may talk about. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, if, if necessary, I'll talk about it. I'll, I'll mention the ones that are notably interesting or good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay. So, we, so, as we begin here, full spoilers. We're going into the weeds here. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. <laughs> this okay. took a lot of notes, a lot of time. I put a lot of... This was like... And especially if you've seen these films, you know why I'm giving all these caveats, because there is a lot here, <laughs> everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, even like the timeline of these movies, we mean you joked as you... You watched a few of them with me in prep oh, for yeah. this. Not all of them, but a few. And And we made a joke that we could make a whole episode on just trying to explain the timeline of these movies. Mm-hmm. Because it's impossible. <laughs> and it could be a whole episode. And I think it would be so dense that, like, if we tried to cover every single trap here, it would take three hours long to try to fully explain everything. Because, mm-hmm. like, like, I do think that it's probably possible to, stre- to stretch, and I say stretch very heavily here, mm-hmm. these things to make sense. Uh-huh. The word stretch underlined in bold italicize (laughs) um but yeah there's there's a lot here but we are going solely over the bread and butter of the saw franchise the traps the games Mm -hmm. so with the most famous film in the franchise saw from 2004 by james wan yeah this is easily in my opinion what i'd call one of the most iconic horror films ever made a film that changed the horror genre it changed the whole game it introduced to us one of in my opinion still the most exciting horror visionaries out there like, there are very few people that have given us such, like, so much good stuff in the horror genre as James Wan has. Mm-hmm. But okay, the main game, the iconic main game that set the trend for this franchise <laughs> is that two men, uh, one played by the writer and producer and co- and generally good guy, <laughs> Lee Winnell, mm-hmm. and Carrie Elwes, who is in The Princess Bride, they both wake up in a bathroom, chained to the wall, and... There's a dead body in the middle of the ground and it has a, he has a gun in his hand and it's a, and there's a seemingly infected, a seemingly self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. He has Mm -hmm. a tape recorder in his hand and it is a puzzle box of them trying to get out of the room. Yeah. And this is the, and the like, hello, I want to play a game, all of that, the 
Billy the puppet imagery that most of you have probably seen, the white puppet with the red spirals around the cheeks and the really grainy TV sets, all that came from this. This is where it started, yeah. the, gr- the grungy green lighting, the green lighting, <laughs> the grungy, dirty things, all that. That's all yeah. this movie where it started. Mm-hmm. You will you will notice as we go the change in the way the franchise has handled themselves. They very clearly got too caught up in just being complicated rather than being... There's was a difference between complicated and intricate. This movie is intricate, not complicated. Mm-hmm. Later, the movies got complicated and not very intricate. Yeah. <laughs> and you will notice that even in, reflected in how the traps are done. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing on the trap level because I think consistently throughout the franchise, there are memorable traps. Mm-hmm. Even in some of the worst movies of the franchise, there are very notable and still very effective traps. Yeah. In the first one, honestly, most of the traps in it are worthy of a mention. There aren't in any individual traps in this main game, yeah. which is the only film in which that is the case besides Spiral. Yeah. Um, that's the least amount of traps to you. Yes, yeah. there's like three traps in this movie besides mm-hmm. the main game. Yeah. Um, obviously the mo- the first one we're gonna cover most must 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 be the most iconic of the entire series. So, uh, an image you probably have all seen before. It was on the main theatrical poster for this film when it came out. It is called the Reverse Bear Trap. Oh, okay. Yes. A woman named Amanda. And there's gonna be a lot of wake. There's gonna be a lot of waking up in places. By the way. Yeah. <laughs> um. So when I say don't get tired of me saying this person wakes up yeah. because that's going to happen a lot. <laughs> a lot of timers. A lot of timers, <laughs> a lot of keys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they have a lot of sedatives, a lot of chloroform. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amanda wakes up strapped to a chair and a TV comes on that explains, hello, Amanda. <laughs> you don't know me, but I know you. I would like to play a game. <laughs> and so basically mm-hmm. the idea is that there is this giant contraption on her head that is hooked into her jaws. She explains it in the in the uh, interrogation scene happening later that is happening, that is being told and shown in the same time that the trap is being shown, so she does survive this. Um, that it's strapped into her jaws. She, she tastes nothing but metal and blood. And it is hooked into her jaws. And if she doesn't get a key by the time a timer runs out that she cannot see then the trap will forcibly open up her entire face, mm-hmm. essentially. It's a reverse bear trap. Bear traps close on you. This is hooked together in her jaws. It would open. open. Yeah. It would open up her face, and that is horrifying. Also, the design of this thing is gnarly as hell. It is oh, It yeah. is able to look up and not see the gory after effects of such. You do see it work in seven, and only seven, but... So I, I would recommend looking up, even if you don't want to like look up anything like too deep, look up the theatrical poster for it if you need. It, it is a really gnarly, horrifying looking design. And mm-hmm. this is actually the trap that the original movie was made on. The oh, way yeah. that, the way they got the funding for this movie is because they made a short film with this trap yeah. in which Lee Winnell, the co-writer and guy who plays Adam in this movie, has the trap on. It's essentially this scene. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that if the timer goes off, then it opens up it opens up her face and she's dead. The way to get the key to get the timer is there's a guy laying in the, this barren room so like quite a quite a ways away from her. Yeah. And she and there's a big old question mark written on his body 
And yeah, Jigsaw yeah. explains that you have to dig through the stomach of your dead cellmate to get it. And there's mm-hmm. a tiny, tiny little knife next to the guy that oh, she yeah. then proceeds to open up this man <laughs> yeah. and and take out that key and op- opens it's open it up. Later you do find out that that man was not dead. Yeah, he was in that scene. He's Yeah, he he the, had uh... he he was like he was uh, injected with an opiate overdose. So she killed him in that moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh which is horrible. It's <laughs> really horrible. And yeah. that still leaves an impact. Like, yeah, dude, like, no, going like, mm, mm, and he's like unable to move and he's just looking down at it. Mm-hmm. It's horrifying. And her screams after she takes it off and like the blood around her, like the edges of her mouth. Absolutely. Yeah. Just like that. It, this is, this is still like, what a controversial opinion. This is still one of the best traps they've ever done in oh, the yeah. series. Like this is, this is the scene, the scene that like changed horror forever. In my opinion, mm-hmm. like, I cannot imagine the horror genre without this trap and scene, honestly. Yeah. And this is like the start of the rapid editing with the timer ticking down and oh, stuff with yeah. the Saw movies. They they do the rapid editing evolved in and of itself over these movies because in this movie the rapid editing wasn't like achieved through a lot of cutting or anything. It was just really like oh yeah, there it was, was a bunch of spinning. Yeah, it was a bunch of spinning and a bunch of like like sped up like and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. It, this is this is like such a fantastic scene it's 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 everything is so purposeful there's even fun details in the background of like a bunch of writing of like appreciate your life there's like some poem lines every here and there there's like there's it's it's really cool like i practically have studied this scene this is this is so inspiring as a, as a writer filmmaker to me mm-hmm. this this whole scene I, I love it i love it so much it's it's fantastic it's one of the best horror scenes of all time. If, if like, if you don't want to watch all these movies, which I understand, it's worth watching this movie even if just for that. I think this movie's worth watching for any horror fan, but totally, like, this this scene alone, if not for everything else, it's awesome about this movie, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I could cover this trap for a whole episode, but to, <laughs> to not, I will continue on. Yeah. It's so simple. Like, and a lot of these traps later will get really. Uh, They'll get really, really complicated. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this one is just you got a thing on your head. It'll open your head if you don't get a key that's in this dude's body, and you got to cut cut it open, get the key, and open it. There you mm-hmm. go. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like some of you, if you have no idea what you're in for here, that might sound like a lot. Oh boy. <laughs> just you wait. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So the I I could mention. Should I just mention the other two main ones? Yeah, you okay. got the I got the, the candle guy. The can- okay, let's let's do the candle guy. I don't know the official name of this trap. I call it the I call it the jelly man trap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this one's the most complicated in the movie. The yeah. guy wakes up naked in a room. There's there's glass all over the floor. There's a vault in front of him, and a candle on top of the on top of the like safe the vault the safe, and there's numbers all over the wall. He's covered in this like flammable goop. Yep, and he uh he's gotta he's gotta take this candle and look at the wall with all the numbers and with all the glass on the floor and decipher the code mm-hmm. and without dying <laughs> and also he he has to do it in a certain amount of time because he he's poisoned and if he doesn't do it and he's, he wasn't told how long it will be until the poison kills him Yeesh. but okay but yeah it's like he's got to get because the antidote is in the vault mm-hmm. and i'm assuming the key to get out there but he that does not mention but i'm assuming the key to get out 
Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's what this guy's got to do. Jigsaw's nice. Because Jigsaw's right, nice. Right, right yeah, now. he's a, he's yeah. he's a, he's, a, he's a nice guy. He's a nice dude. <laughs> um, and this guy does not survive. He gets burned alive. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrifying. Um, speaking of one of uh one of my, my girlfriend's personal favorites, um the razor wire maze. Oh, that. Maze. yeah. The barbed. Oh, the bar- It's it's what that's what it's called. It's not really a maze. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it's um. This guy wakes wakes up in a room, and there's barbed wire everywhere, everywhere, <laughs> and he's got to navigate his way to the exit, mm-hmm. which is I don't know how far away it is specifically. He's given like two hours to get out of there, mm-hmm. and if he doesn't in time, then he the door will be locked forever, and he'll just lay in there and rot and die. Yeah. yeah. Should we go into like the why these people are put in there? Uh, like the like because like the whole jigsaw if... the whole jigsaw thing oh. is that like you gotta like appreciate your life there's like you've done this wrong thing so this is your poetic reason that you have to do this that gets really muddled as the movies <laughs> go uh-huh. but like amanda was put in there i don't know if there's like a poetic reason behind amanda's thing she's just like a drug addict so she, this happens to her <laughs> that's that's literally the reason it's given it's like it's okay. like you were a you are a drug addict aren't you <laughs> And uh, the guy who was flammable jelly, he was pretending to have a terminal illness and profiting off of the, I assume, medical donations he was receiving, but was just out and about having a life. Uh-huh. Um, and that's why that happened to him. The poison in his body um, type stuff. Like um, This guy, um, trigger warning, as I mentioned, um, this guy self-harmed. And so he, and so Jigsaw says something like, did you actually want to die or did you just want attention? The irony is, is that to escape, and if you really want to live, you'll have to cut yourself again. <laughs> yeah. It's like Jigsaw, and Jigsaw in this one notably is portrayed as an outright, plain, old-ass psychopath. There is, <laughs> like, he has vague motivations, kind of, but he's just a psychopath. There's no deifying him, there's none of that. Mm-hmm. After, after Jigsaw, the character, dies in the third one, after that, they really do start to, like, that he's like this oddly pure of heart dude that just wants yeah. to fucking just wants to like help people or whatever. It kind yeah. of starts in two and three, but they at least keep the fact that he's a psychopath. They yeah. almost even forget that like four on. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah. n- notably, uh, notably spiral doesn't forget that. That's true. Because the the only like way he's referred to in that is like, Oh yeah, as a psychopath that died, whatever. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. it's um, kind of like the game now yeah, yeah. yeah anyway anyway um so yeah it's a the razor wire one is a very disturbing one it's shown very briefly in like the rapid editing where the guy is like going back and forth in the cage getting cut it is he died as well he said the like the detectives that found him say that the cuts were so deep that there were stomach acid traces on the floor Ew. yeah <laughs> it like it's it's horrible and this is the first one Probably, I'd still say the least gory of all of them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So like, if this is getting queasy for you guys, just you wait. <laughs> just mm-hmm. you wait. Um, but yeah, that that's generally th- these are simple, so we'll probably spend like less time trying to explain them. Mm-hmm. But um, I have. So how how should we how should we like after the end of the movie we should like talk about we should give a we should give like a best trap and a worst trap. Okay. Uh, of the notable ones. Of the yeah. notable ones. So, like, best trap we should call. We should call the uh, reverse pair trap. Or you mean that name? No, no. The name. Like... The name for the best trap. Uh, 
you should call it uh what's billy billy <laughs> we should give <laughs> call it billy. we should give yeah, the yeah. billy medal goes to <laughs> and then hoffman's the least <laughs> <laughs> the, the the billy medal goes to the reverse bear trap mm-hmm. and yeah. the 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 hoffman stinker yeah <laughs> the hoffman stinker goes to i'd say the candle guy I I, think... I like that trap a lot. That's better than than like every trap in Saw Four. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like, it, it's the worst in the movie. Yeah, I do, I just uh, I guess I just see okay. more of it than yeah, okay. the wire one. Like, let's not give a let's not give a Hoffman stinker to any of these. That's true. Okay, yeah, they're all pretty. Good. They're they're all good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Saw Two. This is James Wan left. Darren Lynn Bowsman took over. Yeah. The main game in this one is similar to the first one where every where a bunch of people they're not chained but they wake up in a house this old derelict house yeah and they're all poisoned they all got to go through their individual games yeah to get to get out and get antidotes and such yeah. um that's the basic idea yeah but then the second game the, there's a or a sub okay game. worth noting a lot of these <laughs> movies have many layers to their games the second layer of this is that the police have found jigsaw's little lair mm-hmm. and that jigsaw requests to talk to this specific detective yeah. just just to talk with him we're not really told why it's just vague mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just just talk with this guy and then your your son who is in the main game will get out alive yeah. And the the reason they know about the main game happening is because there is a there is a bunch of monitors displaying the live feed, quote unquote, uh-huh. <laughs> that is happening. <laughs> Granted, I said like also worth noting in the first one I mentioned the dead body in the middle of the room. The whole twist at the end of that one is that it's not a dead body. That is Jigsaw. Yeah. And that he gets it, it, up. <laughs> in this one, the the twist is is that as he's getting, as like he's looking at the monitors, the game's happening. As as we're seeing it, mm-hmm. we're seeing the game happen. Just movie, movie. And the monitors in that other part of the story with the detective talking to Jigsaw is displaying it at the same rate that we're seeing it. But we figure we discover that in that part of the movie, that's not a live feed. Mm-hmm. That all the game stuff that we're seeing movie movie wise is happened way before. Yeah. <laughs> so it. Oh, God, these movies. Are... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we just want to mention the police thing because one jigsaw gets beat up, but two he gets the shit kicked out of <laughs> two, him. Dude, there's a trap in that that I like, which is when they're first invading the police. Right? Yeah, talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Because so, this is one you rewatched with me, so I, I want you to be able to talk as much as possible. This is gonna be a lot of me, good. so I want you to be able to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So they just first get there. The police arrive there, and they step on the stairs, and there's like a wire that they hit, and the wire. It brings up the Billy the Puppet. Right in the tricycle. Right, tricycle. Yep. And he does a laugh that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the stairs, like, what? They the, cave the, in? The step the step collapses. Yeah. I know yeah. something happens to where all, like, their legs are broken yeah, or the, something. No, that guy's legs are broken. One of the other steps in, up above it, like, caves in on that guy's leg. And then mm-hmm. the cage around that staircase comes electrified and electrifies all the SWAT members. Oh yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh but it's 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 great. It's, it's fun. A, it's a great little entrance for Jigsaw yeah. and his thing. And that's and like it's... a proper trap trap. That's not like a saw trap. That's like yeah. just a trap. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. That's a trap that's... that you call a trap in any movie. Yeah, you just put it in his home for fun. <laughs> like... I assume, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. There's a yeah. lot of like, why is this happening yeah. in his here in I'm this sure, series? I'm, I'm sure Amanda knows it back way. 
Oh, wait, there's an elevator. There's an elevator, yeah. yeah you yeah, always yeah. see them use the elevator. Um, but yeah, there, that's a thing. Um, yeah. We cannot mention every trap in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> there's a lot. Uh, what? What Sorry, was that? I was thinking of the the Chinese arm trap. Let's talk about the Chinese arm trap. <laughs> this, is the, 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 this is the Hoffman stinker. <laughs> this movie, this is the stupidest thing. So they've been poisoned a lot up to this point. This is near the end of the film. Yeah she's like i get that she's like she's fucking not she's not doing the greatest she's like she's kind of loopy there's this box hanging from the ceiling in glass and in it and in the box is an antidote very clearly Mm -hmm. there and there are two holes in the bottom of the box that are side by side with the antidote placed between them that are clearly meant for the arms yeah but the boxes are lined with blades in a way mm-hmm. that, like, similar to like a Chinese finger trap, if you put, if you put like your finger in, but then just tried to pull it out, it would have, it would won't come out, right? Right. Does that make sense? Okay. And so she just out of nowhere, without even looking, just puts both her arms in this shit, uh-huh. and then tries to grab the antidote, and then freaking it just comes apart, and the antidote spills everywhere, and then she's just stuck there. Mm-hmm. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> One of the dumbest decisions in the world. <laughs> it's so uh-huh. stupid. Yeah, I well, love this movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah. it, it's fun. It's uh, it's one of my favorites. Uh, okay, I would like to shout out the needle okay. pit. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know if you want to go order or something. No, but... no, it doesn't matter. Um, but like, I I do want to mention it's a great trap. It's a great scene, but mm-hmm. like, it's just. It, it like really works in the story when it happens, but like when you take some, when you like step back and think about it, you're like, that's some dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's great. It's a yeah. genuinely, it even looks really cool too. Yeah, it does look cool. It looks really cool. But yes, the needle pit is awesome in this movie. Mm-hmm. So they go into this room yeah. and the door shuts. Mm-hmm. And there's this, and there's this, uh, the Xavier guy, who is our favorite character in this movie, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> who is, who has one of our favorite quotes in this entire series now i want to describe for the viewers at home that have no idea who this man is they all wake up and normally in a situation in the saw trap there's always like the different kinds of people in the trap you know and there's always a lot of friction between them because of different kinds of people now this man is the biggest most beefy brained smooth brain you've ever seen (laughs) Uh he's like the big dude he's like he's like i don't want to be with anybody I do. I work best alone. All y'all bunch of fucking pussies. <laughs> this is this kind uh-huh. of guy, right? Yeah. One of the opening things he says is like, he looking at this girl. This girl's like, how do we, do you know you're going to open the door or whatever? And he says, shut up, bitch. The only door you know how to open is between your legs. There's <laughs> yeah. like a whole motion with it's it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's so over the top. This man. Uh-huh. It's like, I, I, I can't, and the actor plays it so seriously in that moment. <laughs> it like oddly works. It's it's one of those things. It's like this movie's very heightened, but it, you don't really think about it being heightened until you think about it. Uh-huh. And this is a very good example of it being heightened and how over the top it really is. Because <laughs> this mm-hmm. man says something like that and plays it so serious. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is his his individual trap in the room. He's a drug dealer. Yeah. So. And so that's, I don't remember the specific way he says it, and that's bad. So you gotta, <laughs> be, being drug dealer bad. So you gotta, so there's this big pit in the room full of a bunch of used syringes. 
Yeah. You got to dig through that and get the key and get the yeah. antidote. Yep. And instead of going and finding it himself, he throws Amanda in there. Worth mentioning, Amanda yeah. from the reverse bear trap in this movie is also wakes up in the house in this movie. Yeah. And she's a, an addict. And so like being in the needles for her specifically also. Yeah. It's horrifying. Yeah. Also really clever for the twist. To, yeah. To yeah. Yeah. And really cruel too. Mm-hmm. The twist in this movie at the end that, you, that he's referring to is that she ends up being an accomplice of Jigsaw. Oh yeah. Yeah. That like after, after the first bear trap in the last movie, Jigsaw took her under his wing, implying that, in her specific case that like screwed her up so bad that she was convinced that that like that therapy as jigsaw likes to call it actually works. <laughs> uh-huh. And so she like helps him now. Yeah. And oh boy, do they use that this person is part of the jigsaw gang now is <laughs> <laughs> there are a total of, okay. Okay. How many jigsaw people are there? There's, there's John Kramer. Five. There's, there's John K- Kramer. There's Amanda. There's Hoffman. There's, uh, there's whoever that guy is Lor- in Jigsaw. Lawrence Gordon, who you figure out in in there's Lawrence Gordon, who's Carrie always is in, oh, in shoot. in the final chapter. You figure six. out he's part of it. Yeah. The guy in Jigsaw and the guy in Spirals. That's six. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, so they throw her in the needle pit, and it's horribly disturbing. She gets so punctured yeah. everywhere. And like that, that actor had to been like, yeah, Shawnee, Shawnee Smith, fucking absolute trooper. I I heard somewhere I don't I didn't get to research much of anything for this because of how many movies I was watching, (laughs) how much time I was giving to it. But like I remember hearing a long time ago that like at least part of this was for real, that like she actually got punctured with a lot of needles. I might be totally wrong. Don't quote me on that. Maybe look that up. Of course, not use needles. I mean, yeah, not use needles. They were like completely sterile and like just like. It's like yeah. the, the most harm this did on like any basis was short term. There were needles in her, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, still that's fucking horrible though. Yeah. It's absolute like horror. And like, it's one of the most viscerally disgusting scenes in the entire franchise to this day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It is. <laughs> it's disgusting. D- yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Yeah. I don't know why I say that like that. <laughs> um, there's a trap I love that's, uh, there was a trend that happened in a lot of these movies. It's not all of them. A lot of these movies, the opening trap, the first oh, train, yes. the fir- first train, first scene being the opening trap. The opening trap in this movie is very famous. It is called the Venus eye trap. Mm-hmm. And it is a scene where a man wakes up in a room and he's in a chair <laughs> and the TV comes on and he says, he says hello, hello, whatever your name is. <laughs> Hold on, I, I have, I have Xavier. No, no, Exa- not, really. no <laughs> not Xavier. No, no, no. Okay, hold on. I have it. No. I have it written down. I have it written down. I wrote it down. Here we go. You have taken away. I don't even know. Some related to scene. I think uh, probably so like that. Like his um, eye. Would be uh, like... Michael. Hello, Michael. Oh right, yeah. He's a rat or a snitch or whatever. You're a rat and a snitch. You you uh. You're like you're the eyes for a, it's, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a he's a rat and a snitch and he does bad things I guess, <laughs> um, and so he has to. There's a device strapped around his neck, and if a timer if the timer goes off, then this device it's like there's this big metal thing that's cover that's like this frame around the back of his head, yeah, and there's this 
giant metal piece jutting out perpendicular to his to his body and there's a bunch of that would fit perfectly with the frame that was in the back of his head and there's a bunch of spikes in that in that frame part and if the timer goes off then that part slams back and stabs his head in multiple places and and the way to stop that is to get a key the way to get the key is that there is a surgical tool and a mirror and a bunch of stuff there is a key that was surgically placed directly behind his eyeball Mm -hmm. and he must cut open his eye to do so yeah his eyes really red looking also too yeah the surgery like uh, you didn't make it look neat. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, come on, Kramer. No, yeah. no, it's it's Lawrence. 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 Remember, it's 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 revealed in the final chapter that he did all the uh, surgery stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So he he. I know that's horrifyingly disgusting. Everybody listening. Mm-hmm. He doesn't actually get to doing that. The thing yeah. ends up collapsing in on his head. Yeah, some people really try, but th- this guy doesn't even get close. He's like, <laughs> yeah, the, he like gets to it. And he, he does what I think more people than we think would do, which is just like go, oh, fuck, and then start panicking, going, help me. And then yeah. there's like tons of rapid editing gets more intense and more intense and more intense and more intense until it like closes in on him. It's like, boom. And then it holds on that shot of like the blood running down his eye. Cause that's really all you can see is eye in his mouth. Yeah. And it's like, you see the blood run down. It's totally silent. And then just thud on the ground huh. mm-hmm. and then just saw too. And you're like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It's a great opening scene. <laughs> it is great. Yeah. It's amazing opening scenes. One of my favorite traps, mm-hmm. honestly, now, this and the needle pit are two all timers for me. That's um, true. There is the furnace trap in the basement that is very stupid. It's like you gotta climb in the furnace and oh. get the and the devil's the the if you the devil the devil whatever and you gotta turn a knob uh, and you gotta turn the knob while you're in there getting burned alive uh-huh. and get the antidote and he's in there he's already getting burned alive and he, instead of like going over and still getting burned alive and turning the knob he just sits there and gets burned alive uh-huh. and then he dies. Yeah. <laughs> it's stupid it, yeah. it makes no sense that i don't understand it give it give a shout out to the door shotgun it's not it's just a revolver or a revolver yeah they're I'm like sorry. literally there's just a card that says do not attempt to open the door with this key and this guy says fuck it and goes over there and tries <laughs> to do it and then get as looking through the peephole and can't he's like i can't see anything through it like turns the key and then gets shot in the eyeball with a freaking revolver what were you testing there <laughs> it, yeah it's a fun moment but like what <laughs> uh-huh. it's funny <laughs> yeah. oh god yeah. <laughs> it is fun though i mean i i like they justify in the movie we're going you gotta follow the fucking rules <laughs> and yeah. this is the proof that you gotta follow the rules yeah but um yeah this this one's wild man this one's wild i enjoy mm-hmm. it i think it's fun Oh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give the uh, the golden Billy the puppet medal, the yeah. Billy medal. Ah, uh, oh, there's the two we're picking from, probably the needle pit and the Venus eye trap, yeah. right? I I personally go with needle pit because I don't even remember a trap in a series like this. Whereas like the that one's more like another head type of thing. Yeah. I think 
it stands out in that way. And it's also just more visceral with all the used needles and shit. But it's just very well edited as the I, other one. Yeah, I think I I like this I like the sensory part of the needle pit, but I think I think I enjoy the style of trap of the Venus eye trap more. I think, you know, mm-hmm. let's let's split the wealth a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna go for the Venus eye trap personally. Okay. It's one of, it's one of my favorite opening scenes out of all these movies. I, I love like you mentioned the editing. I love the way that it that it, like at the end it's shown him like the the, the silence after it like impacts yeah. and stuff like that and like the first shot of like the the thing coming up to his eye first and you hear like the high pitch like Rrr! it's mm-hmm. like <laughs> no <laughs> no <laughs> bad yeah. but yeah it's 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 n- both of these traps are gnarly as hell mm-hmm. the um the hoffman stinker goes to uh, uh the, the chinese fur- arm trap the Is furnace the furnace because that's okay. boring and it doesn't make any sense okay yeah i'm fine with that <laughs> i mean at least like the i mean the, yeah the chinese- i guess at least that one was fun but that yeah, way yeah it's but. like that one you can almost pass because like it, like <laughs> you you're entertained while you watch it um yeah. honorable mention at the end the the detective that is talking to jigsaw gets locked in the same bathroom that the the people in the first one were in yeah um and so now we're on to the third one also directed by darren lynn bowsman uh the final one written by lee winnell um this one is a very different one for the series it's one of the more standout ones it's oh yeah this one's freaking this one is just oh my god gory (laughs) this one has some of the most freaking (laughs) <laughs> out of mm-hmm. all these movies yeah they're like this one is absolutely gnarly dude this is yeah. p- maybe even to me still the hardest one to watch yeah. the opening even the opening scene which doesn't have much gore is still like one of the hardest things to watch yeah he's being his foot yeah, over so and over with the toilet we mentioned yeah lid. we mentioned um that he gets locked in the bathroom in this dark scene only lit by a flashlight yeah it, Worth mentioning, at the end of the first Saw movie, Adam beat to death this one guy with the a toilet cover. And so that toilet cover is still in that bathroom from the end of that first one. The detective takes that toilet cover, and as he's locked in those chains, he breaks his... He beats his foot repeatedly with it, and and which is not the worst part. The worst part is when he grabs his foot and snaps it off, basically, mm-hmm. with his skin, like, under his skin, worth yeah. mentioning. And, like, you see it bend in a way that no foot should ever bend oh yeah it's so back it's like try to point your foot like all the way down to where it's just a complete straight line Mm -hmm. and like that's like hard for your like muscles and like your tendons and your bones and all that right yeah this man bends his foot at least 90 degrees further (laughs) with how bad it is yeah it's (laughs) (laughs) and it's a very quick shot but like (laughs) Also, mm-hmm. there's a very up close and personal brain surgery in this yes. movie. Yes, brain surgery. It is. It is an amazing scene. This, like, honestly, like, if yeah, it wasn't the, for Spiral, I'd say this is his best Saw movie. The game in the game. In the okay, game. okay. Yeah, the, ga- the game, the game, the game. This one is the. Um, this is three layers. <laughs> um, okay, let's spitfire this out. Rapid fire. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's a guy, and he uh, he wakes up in a crate, and. Uh, his kid got run over by a car. <laughs> uh-huh. His kid got and run over by a car all, a bit. And, uh, all the he, people are related to that kid in some way being I, killed. I, 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 oh, okay. Let me explain. Oh, sorry. sorry. Um, this, this dude, he wakes up in a crate. His kid got run over by a car a bit ago. 
Um, and he ha- he still has another kid, a daughter. Um, but he's really grief stricken by it, and so he's like uh, contemplating suicide, and he's uh, he's not doing very good, and so he's got to go through all these different sets of traps to, uh, <laughs> uh, freaking, uh, get over all of that and forgive all the people that are somehow involved in the game. So like all the subjects in these games are more involved, less in his pain that he's enduring on a physical level, but more the mental the mental and psychological like sacrifices he's having to make as he's going through it. So like the first one is the person that was like a bystander and ran away. The second one was the judge that let off the dude that, that killed him. And the third dude is the one that did that run over his kid with a car. Um, okay. Second layer. Second layer is there's a girl, (laughs) there's a girl, a nurse, an ER nurse. She has uh, a thing on her neck, Uh, a thing on her neck. It's a shotgun collar. If uh, it is linked to Jigsaw's life signs, because Jig, because Jigsaw, John Kramer has a, he has cancer, he has bad cancer, and this one he is, he has bad cancer, so bad cancer that, <laughs> that he about to die from bad cancer very soon. Mm-hmm. So, um, her, her shotgun collar is linked to his life signs. She has to keep him alive by any means necessary, um, with Amanda's help, who is with, who is with them at all times, um. She has to keep him alive at all costs until the guy that we mentioned first is done with his game. Later to be revealed, she is the married wife of that guy. She is the estranged wife of him because you are introduced to her as she sleeps with a guy that is not the dude you see wake. <laughs> that is not the dude you see do all the traps throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Third layer of the game. <laughs> it is also a game for Amanda because he knows that Amanda is setting up a bunch of traps to. <sighs> just kill people because granted she's right but that really all of this is just an overcomplicated reason to kill people in really weird and bizarre ways she just uses it as an excuse for that a lot of her traps are impossible and most people can't escape it is literally impossible mm-hmm. so and jigsaw is testing her to be a better jigsaw basically <laughs> uh-huh. and so the game is also for her to follow the rules <sighs> Mm-hmm. that's the main game in this movie keep in mind this movie is less than two hours <laughs> a lot is happening at all times here yeah also worth noting this movie gets better every time i watch it this movie's awesome yeah. it's one of my favorites it's my favorite saw sequel it's yeah. you like this more than spiral yeah wow yeah I, i'm okay with that i'm okay with that genuinely um anyway, anyway yeah. little, 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 little. okay mm-hmm. so there are a million traps in this movie I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through a few of them in quick fire. State the, some of the weaker ones. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one that the guy goes through that's trying to forgive all the people that have this kid and whatever. He comes upon a girl that is naked, hanging from a, hanging from the ceiling, tied by her wrists, hanging from the ceiling, in a in a freezer. Mm-hmm. And after the also this these series have I noticed for the first time for some reason these series have a weird magical technology that all these like mechanisms start once the tape that is not connected to any of these mechanisms finishes like perfectly to the letter uh-huh. so like once this tape and this isolated tape recorder finishes all these things start it's weird yeah. I don't know why anyway <laughs> um so this is a girl that like uh that was a bystander that just ran off um she incrementally gets water sprayed on her in this like freezing 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 room and if this if he doesn't reach reach through the these metal bars to grab this key that would unlock her in time then she will freeze in place and die yeah and um, to get him out 
too. Right? I'm sorry. He to like get, get him out of the room too. Is that get? No, no, no. He he can leave. He, he can leave. Yeah, because oh, okay. she does. Because she dies. Oh yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So and and to get the key, he has to like press his face up against the frozen bar to grab the key, which then tears the skin off his face. It's not that graphic. It's all right. Um, yeah. This trap is okay. I like the idea of it more than the execution of it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, chill. And, yeah. and honestly, and this is weird to me, but like, in my opinion, a very good use of nudity. It's not exploitative in any way. It's honestly, that's to me, the nudity and the way they use that is the best part of this trap because mm-hmm. it feels like it, it feels very sensory. Like the more you see her getting doused, like you can really feel her getting really, really cold. Mm-hmm. It's like really horrifying. Like I, the, the imagery of her after she's dead with all that, like, like ice on her. It's mm-hmm. like really, really sad. And like, to me, that's like really good use of like using nudity for like horror and for like storytelling rather than just like a nude girl. Uh huh. One thing actually oddly good about these movies, they're not very, like, tasteful, but <laughs> the Saw films in general, but uh-huh. uh, they don't really have nudity in them, like, at all. Yeah. Which is weird like, for I a horror franchise. The autopsy, and, and briefly... The autopsy of John Kramer, yeah. Yeah, I, and, but I mean, that's a that's dead a, body. That's a, that's a cadaver, so, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that's trap. Uh, the second trap that he does, which is a horribly, horribly disgusting one, is the judge is um, there's this giant uh, vat. The judge is um, chained by the neck to, and uh, all these uh, all these rotten maggoty brown pigs mm-hmm. are shredded up and thrown onto him in liquid in this liquid awful gut form, yeah. and it, it's going to this vat is slowly, slowly, slowly going to fill up until he literally drowns in like rotten pig water yeah and uh the way to to get the key to get this guy out is to there's this essentially i think used vending machine and uh it's used vending machine and there's a bunch of the dead son's old belongings in there Mm -hmm. so and he's gotta he's gotta press this button and it'll burn all of it and then the key will fall through Uh one of the multiple times in the series you can go just break the glass Like you could done that with a Chinese hand trap because there's a lot of just break the glass <laughs> in these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, he burns the stuff and he and the judge survives. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's all right. He survives. Yeah. yeah, the third one is called the rack. As mentioned in the tape, is John, John Kramer's personal favorite trap. Mm-hmm. It's this guy, the guy who ran over his kid, um, and one by one, his two arms, two legs, and then finally his head are twisted around a full 360 to then break. Mm-hmm. And it is really graphic. Honestly, I know this is like a big fan favorite trap, but I'm, I'm not really a big, I'm not really that into this one. Like it's, it's good, but like, I'm not like this out of all the ones in this movie. It's not one of the ones I'm like hard yeah. into. It's a, it's a, it's a neat visual visually. I, yeah, it's not, not my favorite. Yeah. Either. Um, and to get him out, there is a key attached attached to a uh, shotgun trigger in the end of this box mm-hmm. this is another time when you can say just break the glass <laughs> and uh you just gotta attach the the like shirt to it or whatever and then pull it and then get the key out mm-hmm. i guess yeah um and he does do it without injuring himself but it ends up killing the judge that he yeah. helps from the last one gets him right in the head mm-hmm. which is honestly I don't... Is that intentionally funny? 
the way it's timed it's fucking hilarious <laughs> it's funny dude uh-huh. i don't know what it is but there's something about it that's super funny to me anyway yeah. so I, he was saved but now he just dies from yeah. that unintentionally yeah uh it's like yeah okay what else in terms of traps do we have there are the two notable great traps to me the two that we'll be fighting for the um the golden billy the puppet medal for Okay. There's the angel trap in this one. Oh, yes. In which the police detective is captured. She is... This is when we're going to start getting complicated, everybody, so strap in. She's <laughs> she's hanging from the ceiling. Yes. And, uh... Toby, what do you want? Meow! <laughs> yeah, Toby, by the way, named after, uh... Tobin Bell, Bell. you're right, yeah! So. Tobin Bell, who played Jigsaw, because, uh... Me and Charlie got toby here um we we decided instead of like just naming something cute we were like <laughs> saw was a foundational movie for us we yeah. uh we watched together it was one of our first horror movies we bonded over because we're both big horror fans mm-hmm. she'd never seen it and then um yeah so we watched it and um because that was such a big part and we've seen it together a lot so mm-hmm. she came up with the idea for the name and we stuck with it it's t-o-b-i like tobin so yeah so yeah um anyway <laughs> um this uh police detective's hanging from the ceiling she's uh hanging from the ceiling she's got this apparatus a- oh, like yeah. attached to each one of her ribs yeah uh like like dug into her skin attached to her rib bones specifically mm-hmm. um and she's hanging from that she's trying to get it open you know and there's this beaker also hanging from the ceiling in front of her that she could reach into mm-hmm. full of acid and she's got to reach into this acid and get the key that's dropped in there Oh, yeah. In one minute. And if that minute passes by, then the apparatus will rip every single rib bone out of her body. Yep. And into the air. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh notably, she succeeds by getting the key out and unlocking the lock. But this is one of the traps that Amanda makes. It is impossible. Yeah, unfortunate. So it does still lead to one of the best effects in the entire series, I think, which is that shot of of all that flesh ripping off of her mm-hmm. it's incredible yeah it's like it's it's one of my it's like one of the best images from the whole series in terms of like horror it's mm-hmm. it's incredible i love this trap so much um yeah yeah and uh, the other one as i call the chain yank trap a guy wakes up in a chair and there are i think we counted like 10 oh, chains <laughs> attached yeah. hooked into his skin and body mm-hmm and he has to yank all of them off. So like so like audience, imagine. <laughs> you got you got a chain onto a wall, right? This was wall this chain's like it's 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 on this wall, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's reaching out through the room, and then the last link in this chain is under your skin and into your muscle. Mm-hmm. Now imagine how horrible that would feel to then just like say if that was like into the side of your arm, just yank your arm out of that. This guy got about 10 of them. <laughs> yeah. And uh hope you can hear uh, Toby's purring, everybody. It's picking up. Uh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> um, so this guy has it, like, a few in his arms, a few in his legs. Notably, mm-hmm. he has one on each Achilles tendon uh, yeah. and um, one in his jaw. Yep. Going straight through the bottom of his jaw, coming out his mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pain. 
utter pain. Uh-huh. Um, this one's one of the most brutal in the whole movie. Another impossible one. Yeah. Because the door, regardless, even if he did succeed in yanking all the chains out, was welded shut. The door was welded shut, and uh, if his consequence for not getting out of it in time was a bomb blowing up. Yeah. So either way, he would have gotten done blown up. So, um, Toby. <laughs> this cat causing some trouble. He's a troublemaker, this guy. <laughs> Get him out of here. All right. No, All right. no more disturbances. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, this, this trap's brutal as hell, and it's a really good one. Uh, yeah, anything else we need to quite say about that one? It's a pretty good scene. Uh, about, yeah, no, that, that, I mean, that, it's pretty simple. It's yeah, the most it's, simple one. It's the most simple one in the movie. I, um, notably one of my favorite, um, Billy the Puppet, like, uh, one of the Jigsaw, like, tapes in front of a victim, like, explaining why you're there and everything is for the angel trap. Because the girl that, the girl detective that is up there is, um, the main detective that is following all the Jigsaw murders. Mm-hmm. And, the last one of the last things is like he doesn't say that all the things will like rip out every single rib bone from your body uh, it just goes in this like deeper voice than usual is, you know better than anyone what happens then <laughs> <laughs> right after mentioning the timer going off and you're like Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> oh shit <laughs> it's good man it's really good i love that trap i think we all know who i'm giving the <laughs> the uh, golden the golden Billy the Puppet medal, too. I'm giving it to the Angel Trap easily here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? Yeah, uh, I think I'd give uh, the Billy award to uh, the Angel Trap. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. I, I really appreciate the stuff behind the traps more than necessarily the traps themselves. What do you mean? This. As in, like, the guy has to choose whether or not to save the judge, and, like, he actually kind of goes through a change when he saves the judge and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he does burn his kids his his kids belongings yeah yeah and amanda has to learn too and so not saving them was like a thing for her uh and i don't know i i appreciate that and like going through that him's journey through the traps mm-hmm. uh i i like that but otherwise uh... e- even though i like spiral more i will say this is the most well-written saw sequel mm-hmm. this is the easily to me the most well-written saw sequel yeah. Like this, this movie is is genuinely great. Mm-hmm. It's a really good movie. I get yeah. why it's not as beloved as the first one. It is so gnarly. This movie uh-huh. is so horrifyingly disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So on to the one that we all know is the best one. Saw four. Uh, Darren Lynn Bowsman's. Uh... I'll give a shout to Amanda being awesome and so. Oh great. right. Okay. Yeah. Saw three. But... Amanda is really fun in it. She has this manic badass bitch energy to her. Uh-huh. <laughs> but also being like genuinely unhinged at the same time. Yeah. I don't know why, but there's like one of those, the shots in the soft films that like really stand out to me. It's when he's having that, um, seizure mm-hmm. and she's like holding him down and he's like convulsing everywhere. And it's her just like freaking out. It's like, and the camera's like moving to the panning to the right, like moving the whole time. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty quick shot, but for some reason her just like over him, like that genuine moment of fear, in like Shawnee Smith's eyes is really convincing to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that, that's a standout moment to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also my favorite thing in the movie is the brain surgery. Right. Okay. Well, you know what? Cause it's not a trap except it's the game. It's, it's worth mentioning. But well, I, I love that. So <laughs> it's revealed at one point in, in Saw 3 that to help him survive much longer, they're going to have to do a surgery. And mm-hmm. 
they're like, we can't take him to a hospital and whatever for this game to have its integrity and all that. So yeah. they end up, she ends up going out. Of course, I'm leaving out a lot of details here. But she ends up going out and getting the stuff that she needs. And um, they have to do a, a surgery where they cut open his head mm-hmm. and relieve pressure from his brain. And so you see in graphic detail her cut open his head and uh-huh. take out the skin, the membrane, cut open the skull with a saw, take out the membrane under that. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's grisly as hell, dude. Uh-huh. And it's really yeah. intense. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, it is so intense. I just, yeah. I mean, she's gonna die if she doesn't do this. Yeah. And it, yeah. So. And like, how wrong this could go with the equipment that she has yeah. and the situation. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how good the effects are on on the head. Yeah. It's like a. Like, it's also worth mentioning, even the movies I imagine you don't like, this series, in my opinion, has the most revolutionary gore practical effects I've ever seen. Like, the way the gore happens in these movies are impeccably good. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the gore effects in these movies. If you're a gore hound, which I imagine if you're a gore hound, then you've seen these movies. <laughs> but, like, it, it it's absolute music to my ears <laughs> how good the gore effects are in these movies especially the fact that the gore isn't an audio thing but you know what that's fine <laughs> uh anyway yeah totally worth mentioning i agree um saw four okay, four darren Lin- darren lynn bowsman's the, the end of his initial run um the most notable thing about this one is that there's pretty, some pretty cool transitions in this one and it introduces on a prominent level the strom and hoffman element <laughs> Mm-hmm. which is very prominent as we go on. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And everybody, this is where the Saw sequels become the Saw sequels. <laughs> mm-hmm. This movie is overcomplicated and not very good. <laughs> uh-huh. There are very little notable traps in this one. Uh, uh, yeah. I could mention some of I, them, but like there's like... Eh. I guess the eye thing... Maybe, but... No, I don't no. want to talk about that one. <laughs> oh, wait, we do... Okay, so the golden one for the last one we gave to the Angel Trap, what was oh, our... Yeah. Or what's our Hoffman Stinker? Uh, I'm going to give it to the... Freezer. I'll give it to the Freezer. Because the pig one's pretty gross. It yeah, works. It's pretty effective. It's, it's pretty effective, like yeah. It's not grizzly in the, in the other ones. In the, it's not... It's very... It, it's a weird, like, black sheep of the Saw Traps, even in the movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah... Okay, yeah. right, move on. <laughs> every every single trap in this movie gets a uh, Hoffman stinker, and none of them get a, <laughs> a golden bullet. Um, there's a soft four. Huh? Yeah, you saw four. Yeah, soft four. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, there's one like there's a so this one the main game is that uh this one dude is being recruited uh mm-hmm. by Jigsaw to be the next Jigsaw killer. He's this detective who this one makes no sense, guys. <laughs> um he opens doors too much and his desire to save people mm-hmm. is bad i guess yeah, you gotta save them right what do you Which mean save them right to not go what <laughs> it's like oh my god you're a cop and you cop too much <laughs> he's not even portrayed as a bad cop yeah. if anything he's like so into his job he wants to do it so much he wants to cop so much mm-hmm. i don't get it i don't get it luke i don't understand <laughs> yeah it's not good it's not good um there's the one where like okay it. okay i'll mention the eye one it's <laughs> okay a, it's it's the most graphic out of all of them so there's this rapist guy and he's strapped to this bed 
and all of his limbs are attached to these weird like pulley things <laughs> and the guy's given two buttons that he's he's able to press on each in each hand mm. and he's got to and he, so if he presses the button in his right hand this blade comes down directly into his right eye destroying his right eye obviously um mm. and then if he did the same with his left hand and left eye would be destroyed if he destroyed both of his eyes then he'd be able to survive and leave mm-hmm. the whole thing is though is that if he doesn't do that all of his limbs get torn off i don't really know how that works but apparently it does yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah and he gets his limbs torn off yeah. it's all right um anyway that dude's head the ice blocks like uh... okay yeah detective matthews dies in a pretty fun way mm-hmm. the ice the ice blocks uh they uh they crush his head pretty good yeah it's like you know in return to jedi when the eat walks they do like the two trees or whatever oh right the two logs <laughs> they get the atst yeah imagine yeah. that but two ice blogs on a real man's head mm-hmm. yeah there you go that's that's a description for the kids out there <laughs> yeah. um the only other one i can think is noble is the see no evil hear no no not here uh oh talk, okay that's okay, no okay that's a good trap that's a good trap. See no evil, say no evil. So the, that's the opening trap in this movie. Mm-hmm. These two guys wake up in a room. They are there's this contraption in the middle of the room in which a chain is coming out on either end. Both the two guys wake up on opposite ends of the room, and the chain is attached to these collars around their neck, so they're chained to this contraption. They the contraption slowly pulls them closer, and because the one guy can't speak and the other guy can't see, it. Jigsaw is counting on the paranoia that they will fight each other, and it's basically a glad- gladiator fight to the death kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The key is in the the key for both of them. I'm assuming is on the back of the blind guy's neck, the collar, uh-huh. in which of course is not told to them. Yeah. And uh, and the guy with no mouth um, beats the guy to death with a hammer in the head. Yeah, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's not one of the best traps out there, but it's the best trap in this movie. Yeah. There's the I'll one with like, the girl's uh, hair and the gear. Oh, yeah, that was fine. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> the effect of uh, her scalp coming off is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess by default, the Billy Award will go to the See No Evil, Say No Evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know which one. All the rest of them get the... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway, Saw 5. <laughs> okay. Um, Saw 5. Okay. Uh, so this is when you stopped watching with me. I got up to six. So Saw 5, this one has a lot of great ones. A lot of great ones. So yeah, it does. One of the most notable ones off the bat is the cube. Oh, the cube. Okay. Yeah. Um, the cube, um, Agent Strom, who is a, just a cop character in this that's going after Hoffman, who's Jigsaw in this. Um, he's going after him and the pig gets him. He wakes up. And mm-hmm. his head is in this, is in this glass cube. Keep in mind this: the shot that introduces this is awesome because it's just this like totally black room with the only light being in this cube, and it's like in the very small in the center of frame that slowly gets bigger as the camera zooms in. Really cool, really great shot. Worthy of noting. Fun fact: actually, this is one thing I did know. The guy who directed Saw Five is the production designer on all of, in the previous three. Ah. So, the more you know. Bing. So, um, so yeah, uh, that's cool. And uh, really, essentially, this is just a mode to try to kill Strom. It's there's no like tape. There's no anything. It's just hey, drown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I, the trap is stupid because like 
if you just wanted to kill him, shoot him in the head, Hoffman. Yeah. <laughs> but it's really cool, and the design is awesome. What ends up happening is so this water ends up filling in this glass cube, and Strom has to figure out a way out. And so what Strom does is he takes his pen out of his pocket and stabs his neck with it and then uses it and, like, manipulates the pen, takes a few pieces off of it to use it as a separate hole for breathing. Mm-hmm. Really cool, really smart move. A fun way to also set up that character as a genuinely capable cop. Yeah. Well, no, not cop. FBI agent, right? FBI. Yes, FBI. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's mm-hmm. a cool scene. Yeah, it's really cool. well done. Yeah. Um, the main game in this is the start of the trend where it's just a bunch of people wake up in a room and they got to go through a series of rooms, each involving a specific trap. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, Prequel. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I remember the final trap being like, let's talk about the final trap because the final trap in this to me is one of the best traps in the entire series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, what's it called? Pound of flesh. No, 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 that's a different one. That's Uh, the opening uh, of saw six. All right. (laughs) Uh, It's it's, there. There's blood. They need to have a certain amount of blood. blood, Right. And there's like a saw and like this dang, they can put their hand into it. Right. Yeah. There's this, there there are two people in the room. There's this giant case in the center of the room and there's these holes in it. The two people are in there. They have to fill up this beaker with 10 pints of blood. And if they, and if they don't, then the, and if they don't, then they won't be able to get out. Mm-hmm. And there's also a cool revelation at the end of this because this game starts with five people and it whittles down to two by the end here with one dying in every room mm-hmm. and the three before this. And uh, so at, at this point, they uh, they realize that every single trap and all these other ones could have been done together. Mm-hmm. And they there could be five people at the, in this scene only giving two, two pints each, making yeah. it much easier on everybody. Yeah. But they but they have to give five each. And there's this yeah. really brutal, really well edited scene of them putting their hands into this thing, sawing through the middle of their hand. Mm-hmm. It is horrifying and mm-hmm. incredibly edited. Yeah. It is so brutal. It is <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. This scene is yeah, awesome. It, oof. Yeah, that that scene's rough. It's rough. <laughs> yeah. But, like and also, yeah. um, another trap worth mentioning that's really good is the the box at the very end. Oh, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so the, the 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 cop plot of this movie culminates in in um, Agent Strong was chasing Agent Hoffman the whole time. He figures out it's Agent Hoffman about halfway through. Mm-hmm. And in the final bit, there's this big old box that's lifted that can fit a human being that's lifted through this like weird mechanism that's not really focused on lifted in this room you can kind of lay in it it's kind of like the diagonal between standing and laying um and there's glass there's like shredded glass all in it mm-hmm. and there's a tape right in the center of it he plays it and it's hoffman's voice it's not edited to be john kramer's voice anymore and he says the only way to survive this room is to enter the glass box before you pain will be incurred <laughs> but you mm-hmm. will survive and and then he cuts it off there. And as Hoffman enters the room at that point, Strom beats the hell out of him and then throws him in the box because he thinks that it's a trap. Like, he thinks that it's like a trap just to kill him. Yeah. And then, and there's this moment where Strom looks in the box and goes, oh. he goes, I've got you, you motherfucker. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's an excellently wooden line delivery that I love. <laughs> um, and then the guy who plays Hoffman just kind of smiles and points down at the tape. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, and 
then Hello Zep starts playing. It's like that. And he starts playing. And if you don't, your body will never be found. <laughs> there will be no traces. Your legacy will be my legacy. Everyone will know that you are the one that did all these traps and everything like that. Mm-hmm. The door slams. The the glass box goes into the bottom of the room and goes into the bottom of the room and then is in the floor, is like parallel with the floor. Mm-hmm. And then all the walls close in on Strom <laughs> in this beautifully gory like scene it was and it, like I, I've read a lot about the way they accomplished this effect it was super hard to do getting mm-hmm. like like the walls crush him like just absolutely annihilate him mm-hmm. it is awesome <laughs> yeah. awesome effect great stuff all around <laughs> mm-hmm. um I love that trap I love the I love the pints of blood one <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and the bathtub one's kind of cool. Bathtub uh, one, yeah, right. So they have to they have to complete an electrical circuit to open the door because mm-hmm. the door is electronically locked. They have to complete the electrical circuit and then the door unlocks. Um, and there's a bathtub in the center of the room. What they do is they, well, the one girl that you, they think is going to stab the drug addicted kid, kid, dude, twenty five year old dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they they think they're gonna they're gonna throw him in the bathtub and attach all the cables to him and kill him, but to complete the circuit. She ends up stabbing the, um, oh, what was it? it wasn't the real estate developer? It was the uh, the city planner, and I'm stabbing the city city planner girl in the neck, and they throw her body in the bathtub, complete it, and then they open the door, which eventually leads to the pint of blood one. The one before that's really stupid. There's a bunch of jars in the ceiling. They gotta punch all the jars and get all the keys and get into the holes before the room blows up. Whatever. The first uh-huh. one's okay. <laughs> They all are chained by they the are, neck to the wall. It's a neat visual. I it's a like neat visual. That. Better visual than trap. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, they got to get across the room and get the key to unlock the thing around their neck. And if they don't do it in a certain amount of time, all five of them, then this alarm goes off like, and then pulls their neck back to these blades that will decapitate them. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. The girl that gets ta- decapitated at the end is pretty cool visual effect. It looks a little, little wonky. I'll admit, it looks a little wonky, but <laughs> it looks, but it's all right, and it's a, it's a definitely a a fun moment. Generally, I buy it enough to enjoy it in the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's a damn lot in this one, trap wise. Oh, the opening trap, an amazing opening trap, the oh, pendulum. Oh yes, the pendulum. It's yeah. a great one. This guy mm-hmm. wakes up and he's laying on his back, strapped to this like. This, I don't know, this, like, rock countertop in the middle of this room, basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's, uh, his hands are, are both, or his arms are fully extended on either side, uh, Jesus Christ style. And <laughs> he, uh, he's, uh, what he has to do is put his hands, he's extend them all the way and crush them completely, like, totally, completely crush them. Yeah. And both of them. And... This whole time, there is this giant blade on a pendulum going back and forth, swinging from end of ceiling to end of ceiling, and it's slowly lowering to eventually cut him in half. Mm-hmm. And there's some great effects here, too, where um, his like, intestines start flying out and shit. <laughs> it's a really gnarly one, this one. Mm-hmm. I like this trap a lot. Yeah, it's, really, it's one of those traps that you always forget is in this movie, but when you remember it, you're like, damn, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, this this in terms of traps, this one really delivers. I feel. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I this is in my opinion a dark a dark horse favorite out of all of them. This, this yeah, one's one of the most fun I have yeah. with all the Saw sequels, even though uh, it's, it's a like, great design. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the movie in general is some of the most fun I have with all yeah. of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I, I admit, like, even in terms of like just a narrative, I'm not like as invested generally as well, like some of them. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, what are we gonna give the Golden Billy the Puppet medal to? I say to the the final pints of blood one. That, I just think them forcing their hand through it is yeah. and is just incredible. So yeah, there's that. It there's sticks that, with me. There's also that shot near the end of it that like it's that fast edited shot where it goes like all the way around them in a circle. And you hear the guy's like screams goes. Mm-hmm. It's really scary the way that he does it and the way that like the sound design works with the way it's cut. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good and the effect after they're done when like the girls like barely awake. It's like we did it, we won. And then he just kind of like looks at his arm and his arm is like, it's one of the best effects in the whole dang series. Mm-hmm. It looks. It, it's one of the most disgusting shots I've seen in all film. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a shame that we have to give a golden Billy puppet in this. Cause honestly, I don't think like besides like the golden jar one the, in the first one, not, not even the first one beside the, the, the jar in the ceiling one, mm-hmm. there's not really a, a trap that's like below an eight out of 10 in this movie for me. Mm-hmm. yeah the, the traps are all fairly solid so like fairly they... solid the traps in this one are awesome <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> this is one of the most like trap heavy fun ones mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah i i think the i think the golden billy the puppet definitely goes to that one and the hoffman stinker goes to the jar one mm-hmm. um yeah. but definitely worth no- i'd say worth noting that in a regular saw movie that pendulum one the cube the box yeah all worthy of being gold golden billy the puppet medal winners for sure yeah um all right saw six yeah uh there are a lot of traps in this one but i think it's 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 i think it's really only worthy to mention the two most notable ones and the worst one the worst one is the weird smoker one oh where they're holding their breath yeah they're holding their breath for a while and it's like you you're a healthcare dude and like you're you don't value the life of people that <laughs> and like, i like this movie a lot it's one of my favorite saw sequels and like i I get what he's doing here what jigsaw's doing here but like he has to hold his breath longer than this janitor that he knows in his building that is a smoker for his whole life and obviously the smoker guy dies because if he if he breathes in or out this apparatus crushes his chest Mm -hmm. so i mean yeah obviously he he wins it's it's like this this one isn't even really a trap it's more just like to prove a point Uh (laughs) um but I mean, it's it's, right. it's 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 okay. It's not horrible, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like the one we choose between two people to, to save, and then... I like that one a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, he has to choose a. It's a moral quandary between there's this old lady who has a hist- her family has a history of diabetes and heart disease, and she has this family that loves her very much and will miss her. But there's and there's this dude who is very young, has no history of illness in any of his family at all, but but he's separated from all of them. No one will notice he's gone if he dies mm-hmm. and he has to choose which one to let live or die. Yeah. And it's, it's a pretty intense scene. It's really good. Um, he ends up choosing the old lady of the family to live. Mm-hmm. And when the guy dies and like, he's like the ground falls from under him and the barbed wire around his neck, like slits open his throat and hangs him at the same time. 
Mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty grotesque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also worth noting, fun fact for those out there, the uh, director of this one and Saw 3D, or Saw the Final Chapter, or Saw 7, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is the editor of all the six, all the five previous ones. Mm-hmm. So, nice. there you go. Um, also edited Jigsaw. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. but he did not edit Spiral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um. But the best ones in this one are the shotgun carousel and the pound of flesh. Yep. Uh, <laughs> pound of flesh is the opening one. Pound of flesh is the opening one. That this one is this one's one of the simplest ones. Sure. Uh, two people wake up in two separate rooms that they can see each other through like these cages, mm-hmm. and they're told, "Yo, you two suck, and you gotta <laughs> both of you, both of you suck, and what you gotta do is you gotta you gotta give up." more in weight of your body into the scale than the other and if you're on the losing side of this this thing around your head's gonna drill a hole right through it and you're gonna gonna die yep and the and there's a an overweight man and a and a very skinny lady in on the other side Mm -hmm. and so the guy starts uh cutting off a part of his stomach and it's really gross (laughs) <laughs> and uh he starts throwing it in there he's winning for the most of it then the girl goes absolutely ham on her arm mm-hmm. <laughs> like just absolutely wails on that with a butcher knife man it's a freaking awesome yep. moment uh, uh yeah. <laughs> and uh she wins and it's a great uh climax at the end with her screaming with all the like death happening and shit it's pretty good mm-hmm. i love that one there's the shotgun carousel that is honestly too complicated for me to even care to explain. <laughs> um, or should I try? Should I try? You don't have to explain the plot. It's saying the mechanism. Okay. <laughs> There's six people on a carousel in the middle of the room, mm-hmm. surrounded by a cage, so no one can get in. Um. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it the the mechanism it chooses a person from the carousel, mm-hmm. and it will shotgun them, shoot them. Yeah. And it will do that with everyone, but the main guy who's not in it, he can put his hand on a thing, and it will like be very painful. I don't remember exactly. It, it, it drives a nail into his hand. Yeah, and that can he can do that with two people, and it will save those two. Right. So uh, that is the gist of this. Yeah, so like every single person that's there... But yeah, like it'll stop on them and then the shotgun will like through the mechanism, like he'll get a moment to decide when the shotgun's like going and all that mm-hmm. and if he sees this person decides to save them he can put their ha- his hand in the thing it'll go ah you know and then he can do that and then the shotgun will like rise up and still shoot mm-hmm. and then they'll be saved and then it won't get on them or he can just do nothing and the shotgun will blow right through him mm-hmm. yeah it's more of an intense scene because of all the dialogue that appears because there's a lot of like people thrown out Oh my God! This one in my like this this thing happening in my life. My pe- people will miss me or whatever. And then people go, No, she's lying. She's fucking lying. Yeah, and he <laughs> know, he knows these people too. So it's yeah. like there's like a moral choice going on here too. Mm. But I love the end of this one when he <laughs> yeah when he well I mean no it's like there's the funny part of it whereas like the guy like he's already saved two people and so the guy like the final bit he's like well that's it isn't it you trusted this fucking whore (laughs) like this guy's character is revealing itself (laughs) and so he's there's this final moment where he says he's like look at me when you're killing me you look at me it's it's he he acts the shit out of it but then the look on the guy's face when he looks at him 
it's honestly some of the most powerful acting in the entire series, in my opinion. Like, oh. it's like a mix of so dejected and painful, like you can only get to this place through sheer trauma, like continuously after a long time, but also like just such genuine in the moment sadness. It's, it's, it's actually surprising, like, how well acted that moment is, in my opinion. I get, like, a lot from just the look on his face in that moment. Huh. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but there's something about this moment at the end of this trap in the fifth Saw sequel. <laughs> yeah. That, like, just really, like, I don't know, it, like, emotionally involves me when I see it. I'm like, damn. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a pretty cool gore effect at the end of this movie I want to mention, too, when the main character going through all those traps dies. And all these needles full of acid, hydrochloric acid, go into him. And uh, so his body starts melting. And you see his intestines fly out and shit. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a good effect. I like it. I love the end of this movie. Uh, I know you weren't big on this movie when you watched it first. You've only seen it once, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's more to the, for, for the narrative than the, the tracks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it, yeah. <laughs> once you get into the Saw sequels, like... You got to kind of be on board with like a weird mix of taking it seriously, not taking it seriously, the movie taking it seriously, but also being like kind of knowingly trashy with like, it's a weird combination of things to like a Saw sequel, like past three, mm-hmm. past three pre eight. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird combination of things, but uh, I think that's the ones worth noting. There's one where he has to lead a girl through like a weird gas fire maze, and it's not worth talking about, really. Yeah, I'm gonna give the uh, Hoffman stinker to the smoker one. Yeah, uh-huh. it's kind of pointless. It doesn't really do anything. I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, the Billy the Puppet gold medal winner. I... That one's kind of tough. It's tough. Yeah. I'm gonna give it to Shotgun Carousel though. Oh, I was thinking Pound of Flesh. The Pound of Flesh <laughs> is the better trap. I. But I don't. I get emotionally involved at the end of that shotgun one. Though. There's something really emotional about that guy's face to me. I don't know what it is. It's mm-hmm. like, and like honestly, this one's one of the least gory out of all the sequels in terms of traps. Like, I think most people like could watch this scene. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, granted, it's really dark. Generally, like uh-huh. it's a really dark thematically scene. Like, so I mean, you know, know what you're getting into, people. But in terms of like gore and violence, it's not the most atrocious thing in the world. So, so I mean, like if you guys don't believe me, watch this scene on YouTube, man. It's really, really like, <laughs> there's something really emotionally involving about it to me. It just give me a break guys. Let me be emotionally moved by a saw sequel. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give it to that, even though I do agree. The better trap is the opening. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's something so classic to that. It's like, very jigsaw i don't know yeah it, it it feels like a trap that would have been in the first three mm-hmm. yeah was well, i just like that she has to think outside the box because he has more flesh on him right yeah so i just i like that too it, it was versus it's like, definitely a cool element yeah. to it yeah versus like technically he's just sticking his hand in the thing <laughs> like getting nailed in the other trap but yeah, yeah, yeah so that's like the factor that made me think it but that, that makes total sense to me dude <laughs> <laughs> like i mean I get it. Like, I, I think this is a, an instance where the sharing the wealth is a very good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where I stopped watching. Yeah. I remember the most notable ones. We won't be able to do gold medal winners or whatever for most of the other, the other ones besides spiral. I remember all the traps in spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here we go. So, um, saw 3d, the final chapter, the mm-hmm. original final ending. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
the only mm-hmm. final ending, I guess, in all these. They haven't claimed another one to be the final one since. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. So the these the, traps have greedy elements to it, right? I don't want to. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, never mind. Um, there's one with a, with a car in a room that's not very good. The one that I wanted to mention that I like a lot is the one where the guy goes into this room and there's a girl looking up, and there's these uh four metal rods pointing at her neck. What this guy has to do is, without her making a sound, like pull this fish line out of her throat. Oh, yeah with this hook in it and the key is at the end of the hook and so this like key is coming up her esophagus like horry <laughs> it's mm-hmm. really gross it's it's really bad is yeah. that toby meowing out there yep <laughs> but uh it's really gross it's really bad it's it's a very memorable trap yeah that that's yeah that's yeah yeah it's bad <laughs> The only other kind of memorable one for this one, in my opinion, is when he has to hook his pectoral muscles to get up to a certain spot. Yeah. Which is notable thematically because the guy that's in the traps in this one is a guy that pretended to be a survivor of Jigsaw's traps, but wasn't, and profited off the whole, like, hubaloo off of the Jigsaw killer in-universe. Yeah. And so, when he actually gets put in one, the ver- the final part of his main game is being part of the trap that he said he was a part of the whole time in his book. Yeah. Yo, you gotta mention the opening trap, which is the public one. Oh, <laughs> the only public trap he... entire okay, series. This like the pendulum trap is one that like. Okay, I love this one. Okay, <laughs> and this has one of my favorite moments at the end of it too. Okay, so there's there's two dudes and mm-hmm. a girl that wake up in a public like it's like a it's like a shopping display or something like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like in the front of a department store or something. You guys know what I'm talking about. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're both at the opposite ends of this device where they're strapped their arms into each end. The girl is on the ceiling. She's strapped to the ceiling, totally helpless, can't do anything. She can't control the outcome of this whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, and if so, if so, say if the guy on the left move forward relative to him, the, the saw that is standing straight up perpendicular would would go to the right and if the guy on the right move forward relative to him the saw would go to the left they can control where the saw goes depending on how how hard they push and in what direction does that make sense did i yeah. describe that well yeah and the girl's on the ceiling the toby <laughs> <laughs> um it's uh, i'm sorry we're recording we're podcasting <laughs> um so the girl mm-hmm. is someone who'd been cheating on both of them and their best friends yeah. She'd been sleeping with both of them and it had been causing a rift in their friendship. Mm-hmm. And the final decision at the end of this is perfectly, perfectly done in a poetic moment when they, she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he looks up at her and straight says, I think we're breaking up with you, Tina. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. And I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fantastic. It makes yeah. me, it makes me smile and laugh and cheer. Yeah. And they saw her in half. Yep. It's a running saw, I, I, I should mention. Yeah. A running, a running circular saw. Yeah. Table saw. It's, it's one more fun traps in the entire series. It's, it's definitely a great. fun trap, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you think Toby's meowing is coming through? <laughs> I think so. Uh, let, let him in. Let him in. Maybe he'll be quiet when he comes in. Meow. <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't call him that. I'll cut it out. That's it's fine. Meow. <laughs> okay. So okay. Toby's uh, adorable, uh, everyone. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the golden. Uh, the golden. Honestly, like before, I like it's totally that one we just described, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I love the needle one. Yeah, the needle one's good. Not, no, sorry, not the needle. The the the, the, no, the no, fish hook. The, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They both uh, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I I really do like the uh, I really do like that one. But it's totally the we're breaking up with you, Tina. One, um, the worst one in my opinion is probably the one where he's just like leading a guy who can't see over a floor yeah, that, that, yeah, no. or whatever. <laughs> it's yeah, weird it's, and boring and 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 practically impossible yeah so. <laughs> it's just stupid mm-hmm. it's just stupid yeah um so yeah that's that one um jigsaw yeah i really like this one i think it's really fun mm-hmm. meow. um meow. <laughs> <laughs> um this is directed by the spirit brothers who did a bunch of stuff before this. This is a notably updated look. This was the first Saw movie to not come out the year after the last one. Yeah. Which is impressive. Come out with seven movies in a franchise one year after the other. Yeah. All of them. It was like every Halloween or something. Yeah. If it's Halloween, it must be Saw. That was in all the trailers. <laughs> nice. Um. So, yeah. This one has a lot of good ones. This one has a very iconic image in it of the bucket heads. Yeah. Uh, and that's still an image I love from the series. It's yeah. uh, it's very similar to the Saw Five row of people with chains around their necks. I think mm. this one's a much better executed idea, though. They've got these buckets on their heads, and they all have these chains that are attached to this wall. They're pulling them closer to this wall full of circular saws that are all indented into the wall. Mm-hmm. And what they have to do is they have to run over to the wall because the chains are pulling them toward it, so they can run freely back and forth from it. It's just slowly, slowly pulling them to it. Uh-huh. And they just have to have they have to just sacrifice a drop of blood, just incur pain in some way, like bleed. And even if the most minor way, just cut yourself a little bit. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> yep. And that's what happens. And yeah. <laughs> notably, though, one guy doesn't wake up. Oh, one guy doesn't wake up on the very left, which you end up figuring this movie has a main game and a main game and a main game and a main game and a main game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's way too complicated to explain, but that's. Um, because remember the one we're seeing is the recreation of the original saw like game <laughs> okay it's <laughs> you know what i'm talking about i know what you're saying right yes. okay everyone don't worry about it <laughs> this series is so up itself it's <laughs> it's so hard to know <laughs> um but yeah okay that's the reason that happens in the one we see anyway mm-hmm. there's that one there's um there's oh the silo the silo that's really really good yeah it has I like a lot so, barn stuff right so on. they they walk into the silo and then they get covered with all this like i don't know this grain or whatever and uh-huh. then as they and then for a while this these like sharp objects like pitchforks saws like knives whatever all come down and rain down on them and by pure chance they might hit them or might not Mm-hmm. it's really like terrifying like a really intense genuinely like ah! scene mm-hmm. you know and what this one guy has to do is because he got trapped by going through a floorboard 
mm-hmm. and his leg got caught in piano wire, he has to basically sacrifice his leg yeah. to let them go free. Mm-hmm. It's a... It's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's it's horrifying. Um, I know there are more traps there's, that are totally worth There's like the final one that's like the head thing with lasers. The uh, laser collar. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, this is what I'm going to give the golden metal Billy Puppet to easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this one. Um, this one is basically, I don't remember like the negotiations behind it, but basically there's a laser collar. It's around your neck, a bunch of lasers pointing straight up. And if you don't do, if you don't like get it off in time, then the lasers will all come down on your head and like the lasers will cut right through you. Mm-hmm. And it cuts right through one guy and his head blossoms open like a beautiful flower totally it's yeah. great it's one of my favorite <laughs> moments of gore in the whole series mm-hmm. it's really satisfying it's really awesome yeah really fun uh love that love that moment yeah yeah it's like it's like this is the one that i rem- this one in seven are the ones i remember the least about unfortunately mm-hmm. it's one and they're the ones the i've seen the least s- the second one has something hanging from the ceiling right yeah the- to find the antidote no, no 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 there's something hanging from, the, hanging from the ceiling and they end up getting they, they end up almost getting thrown into they have to hang to, and there's this like giant tornado looking shredding oh, thing. Right. They have to get in, they have to like reach into it and get this thing without getting shredded. Mm-hmm. And oh boy, does he get shredded? Yeah. Yeah, it's real shredded. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's a pretty good effect. I don't think there's really a bad trap in this one, I recall. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie's very heavy on narrative, it's a little bit less trap heavy. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So it, it and it has a noticeable glow up production style. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I I think definitely the golden Billy the Puppet thing goes laser collar for me. Yeah, same. Yeah, it's it, it's it's a cool effect. Uh, all kind of all the little pieces. Although it's very futuristic <laughs> as well, and that's cool. Uh huh. It's like it makes yeah. you think like, what if there was a Saw movie set in like 2058? Oh boy, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, Spiral. Spiral, Spiral, my 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 favorite Saw sequel, mm-hmm. um, and not just because it just came out. I love this movie. I love it, love it, love it. Darren Lynn Bowsman returning. Yep. From two, three, and four. Um, Chris Rock. Chris Rock, uh, yeah. Writer. Uh, writer, producer, star. Yeah. Insane. Because mm-hmm. apparently he was a big fan of this series. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay. The opening trap, awesome, freaking awesome. Um, there's this detective trying to chase this guy oh, in, in this yeah. carnival. And so he ends up chasing him down to this subway thing. He gets, he gets, uh, you know, caught by the pig dude and wakes up standing on this chair. That's just tall enough for him to tippy toe on it. Mm-hmm. And the new voice is excellent. I love that computerized. Hello, detective Boswick. You are, you have lied on the stand more times. Than- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, uh-huh. I'm not doing it justice. It's really unsettling. It's mm-hmm. really good. Um, basically, what this guy has to do, this guy's tongue is latched into this thing, yeah, hanging from the ceiling, and it's it's out. This guy's tongue is hanging out, yeah, and he has to like move off the chair, this chair that would be very easy to do so, that would rip his tongue out. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't do that in a very short amount of time, this train will run him the hell over. Yeah, and he doesn't <laughs> and he doesn't do it early enough because that train runs him over, and he manages to get off of it right before <laughs> so yeah. his tongue gets ripped out and he gets run over mm-hmm. brutal as hell really yeah. good really good too yeah great opening great That's opening it. um there's the finger trap ah uh, yes 
Guy yeah. wakes up in a pool of water with all of his fingers with these like nets around them. It's like really heavily attached to all of his fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, and this thing around his head in which if he needs to bite down on, he needs to bite down on these like two little bars. And once he does, he'll hear like a, and then he'll like pull forward and he'll have to put his hands in these like little bars mm-hmm. and all of his fingers will then be proceeded to be pulled off yeah. all at once. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> and if he doesn't do it in time, then the water will fill up in the pool slowly to where it will touch this electrical wire that will shock him to death. Yeah. And most of his fingers get pulled off, but he doesn't do it quite in time. Yeah. Uh, he dies. Oof. This is one of my favorite traps in all of Saw. Mm-hmm. This is so good. Yeah. There is the uh, the hot oil. Yeah, the hot later, oil one. Where this, where she yeah, wakes up, to... where the the sheriff wakes up, chief, sheriff, chief. Chief wakes mm-hmm. up um, and with these films over her head and this hot, hot, scathing, like, will kill you if it's on you long enough. Oil is dripping onto her slowly. Uh-huh. And what she has to do is let her neck, um, just let her neck down. And this, this, not really a needle, but this very thin metal pike will uh-huh. go straight into her spine and paralyze her for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh yeah she unable to do that the oil gets her the oil gets her and like he and and like when they take the film off of her boy her face is gone it's gone it's ugly it looks bad (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness me um there's also the The flying glass the flying glass which is also awesome Mm -hmm. where chris rock has to um, find a key in this room fast enough for all this glass that's flying into this guy that's chained up to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And, like, all these shards are, like, going thrown into his skin. He's bleeding out. You can, it's shot so well. It sounds a little bit lamer than all the other ones, but the way it's shot makes it really freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. God, I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this one's really good. I've seen this movie way too many times, and it came out this year. Uh i love this one yeah and the final trap of the uh oh the puppet samuel jackson yeah right um this one makes no sense granted (laughs) (laughs) he uh the choice is to either chris rock join join the dude yep join the dude and shoot the target to as he's as he says even though i'm assuming knowingly that would not actually save his father (laughs) or Shoot the target above his father's head and not save his father, or shoot him and save his father. Yeah. He ends up shooting the target. Yeah. And thinking that he'd be able to let him down and get him out and still get the jigsaw killer guy. Mm-hmm. And uh oh boy, does that go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> um yep. he and the he takes all the needles out of him and thinks that that's gonna be enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then he goes up and tr- starts beating the hell out of the jigsaw killer guy and and then the the apparatus picks up samuel jackson again and as the swat team is approaching they uh they see samuel jackson i, I i'm pretty sure they they like just walk into that room they don't really know who it is but they mm-hmm. see this figure hanging there from the ceiling like involuntarily they don't know involuntary but point this like rod at them that i guess they can assume is a gun and they just shoot the hell out of him yeah and it's a great great awesome hello zep ending 
It's mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Yep. Uh, but uh, that's 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 it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna give the the goal. I mean, it's unfortunate because every trap in this movie is good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's got to be the finger one, right? I, I was thinking the oil one, but they're both. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't ha- I wouldn't blame anyone for saying any of these are the best. Uh huh. But for me, it's the finger one. Like seeing those fingers slowly get torn off of this guy's hand, bone and all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 100% most grotesque one. Yeah, it's yeah. It, yeah, it's probably second to me. Yeah. Yeah, I just... That that trap in particular is so unique because I've never seen something like that. It's just... It's like suffocating the face while being hot. Yeah. But really the choice of, like, paralyzing yourself to live is really what makes that, like, so haunting to, to me. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's one so, of the worst consequences. I get why it's your favorite, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Also, the tongue one is amazing, too. The tongue one's good. The tongue one's great. Like, seeing that, like... I remember, like... And that scene, like, ends the final shot before seeing the word spiral is, like, his tongue hanging from that little thing. And mm-hmm. it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's horrible. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And that scene's, like, really intense, too, because, like, you can see, like, his mouth start bleeding more and more as it goes. And he's like... Ugh! And, like, hearing his muffled, like... <laughs> screams. It's like, oh... Oh my god. Mm-hmm. It's powerful stuff, man. Yeah. And uh and yeah, I, I, I love the I love the imagery of the final trap too. Because it's it's referenced earlier in the movie in one of the clips that they send the police officers with the new puppet that is I forgot the name of the puppet. It's Buddy, I think. <laughs> and it's a it's a pig. Which obviously and Samuel yep. Jackson being the for, the former chief of police that instated the the policy that allowed them to have a lot more freedom and made made and made the police officers way more corrupt and awful mm-hmm. and to be that like that symbolism like repeated in that way i thought was brilliant mm-hmm. and really yeah. satisfying with of course the my favorite horror theme playing over it is nice as well tubular bells you mean yeah tubular be- okay <laughs> Side recommendation, everyone. Listen to Tubular Pels. It's an amazing album. It's a great Mike Oldfield record. It's really good. It's in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's really good. Um, yeah, I guess the Hoffman singer goes to glass, the glass flying thing by default. Or... I don't think it... I, I think this is another one that doesn't deserve a Hoffman singer. Yeah. Okay. Like, All right, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like every single trap in this is really good yeah like Mm -hmm. like honestly this like in terms of like consistency of traps all the way through i might like this one more than the first one yeah the first one's a better movie i will say that (laughs) (laughs) like i like the first one more in the main game and the first one's better than this one Mm -hmm. but like i think in terms of like just the traps themselves and how good they are Mm -hmm. i think this one's the best one in my opinion it just has my my style of it and the variety that i like like there's more setting based ones like the glass one there's the more like there's the more like sensory ones like the one that you love there's the mm-hmm. blatant grotesque like body parts being taken off like the tongue and the finger one there's mm-hmm. like the whole like story coming together like big like like ending like the box like in saw five with like the ending of this one with the puppet oh, yeah there's like it, this one has all the stuff that I love and does all of them really, really well mm-hmm. about the trap element of these films specifically. So, yeah. Spiral is like serious. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah. Um, but I mean, keep in mind I mean, we're we're giving our opinions about these movies as we go. But I could have much more in depth discussions about all of these. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> we're specifically focusing on the traps because there are a lot more to these movies than the traps as as much as you wouldn't think that's the case given their these movies reputation yeah there's a lot more to these movies than the traps occasionally to the movies <laughs> to the movies uh fault there's a lot more to these movies than the traps <laughs> uh-huh. um soft war looking at you <laughs> um but yeah, yeah I, I i love the saw series and i and i think the trap element of these films is some of the most unique stuff in all of horror mm-hmm. to me these movies have like a weird black sheep kind of vibe in the horror series and the traps add a lot to that in the same way that i'd say that like in terms of like big action blockbuster franchises right like we've had all a lot of those like in terms of ma- modern action blockbuster franchises from Star Wars, to Lord of the Rings, to Harry Potter, the Star Trek and all that. It's kind of like like there's an easy black sheep in terms of all of those that you can say that people would go to. And to me, that's the Matrix series. Hmm. It's like those movies feel very, I don't know, like like one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> and in terms uh-huh. of the big horror franchises that have existed throughout time, the one that feels like the the most one of these things is not like the other to me it's yeah. easily saw because mm-hmm. like i get why even like psycho or the exorcist or like halloween friday the 13th Nightmare on elm street even going to the 90s like the scream movies going into the 2000s like saw was the thing but even after that the conjuring insidious that that those all make sense to me especially with the time but, like mm-hmm. saw is this like to like all modern sensibilities at the time now in any context just does not make sense to me that it would be a dominating franchise in that way it feels yeah. to me that it should almost have a like leprechaun status like it's yeah, these, these it's, weird it's, cult movies that some people have seen but not really much people know about yeah it's pretty niche and they're yeah i don't know so disgusting and grizzly and mm-hmm. intense it, I I think it is the jigsaw like moralness of it. It's like there's yeah. like the element like you know the value the of your are life. Cool. They are so, really cool and yeah. genuinely creative. So some people just go for that and not for an eventual like gory death <laughs> that mm-hmm. eventually yeah, yeah. happens. But, there's I mean, a lot of just... really fun creativity and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It, it was just such a good idea. Yeah, it's a hell of a legacy, and I'd love to. And they're totally gonna make more of these, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a spiral. Yeah, right? yeah, right. They're totally gonna make more of these, and um, I'm excited to see what else they come up with. I mean, not even like, I mean, not even just like narratively. I'm definitely excited to see what they do narratively. Like, what the hell are they gonna do? <laughs> you know, uh-huh. but like, like even just trap wise, like I'd love to see what new horrible ways you can make someone die. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is gonna be interesting because like they've explored so many avenues now, but they seem to always find something new and different to do, trap wise. Mm-hmm. And it's just such like a weird gold mine of horror they found with these traps. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I love these movies. It's one of my favorite horror franchises of all time. Mm-hmm. Excellent stuff. Yeah. And the traps are, are great. So yeah. what, so the final, the final thing. Oh, <laughs> what is the biggest Hoffman stinker out of the entire franchise? Wow. All right. Uh, <sighs> Is you are you thinking there's an obvious one? No, no. I, I have one that that I I'd pick fairly obviously. Okay. Uh, but I I, I mean, do, would you like me to go? Yeah. The silo. Not. So, hey, <laughs> that's a good one. I love that one. What do you mean? No. 
Um, to me, it's the furnace in Saw 2. Damn. Okay. I love that movie, but to me, in terms of traps, that is a huge low point. Yeah, I, I get it. Even in Saw 4, like, and none of the traps in that movie are particularly memorable. I at least like, you know, I get it. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh, nah, no, I, I do not mess with that trap at all. That trap is just blatant, like, nonsense to me. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, the character dynamics happening other than that scene, I might as well be able to, like, skip that part of the movie. <laughs> I, like, awesome. really don't, li- aggressively don't like that trap. Yeah, I, I think, uh, for me, a stinker is just one that I don't remember at all, probably in seven, because it's just not that memorable. Oh, but... no, the, oh, easily the Hoffman stinker goes to the dude over the floor. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that that's one. easily the worst one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, there we go. There's our... <laughs> Hoffman Stinker goes to that. Okay, the creme de la creme. What is the golden Billy the Puppet medal of the Saw franchise traps? What's the best trap in the entire thing? You'd think it'd be the reverse bear trap, right? It's the it's one the that's most... shown a lot through it's the It's the movies. most classic, I suppose. Yeah. Uh... It, it definitely influenced the series the most, but I mean, I'm not trying to say here, like... I'm not even asking for like particularly best. Like, what are you? Which one are you most fond of? What's your favorite? What's your favy? Uh, well, then the needle pit. The needle pit. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a damn good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd say special mention to. Uh, I want to say the reverse bear trap. I love that one. Um, I do want to say the Venus eye trap. The finger yes. trap and spiral. I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the pint of blood from five mm-hmm. um yeah. damn the angel trap is great in three yeah still like pound of flesh pound uh, of flesh excellent the needle pit and the shotgun carousel mm-hmm. but i think my final verdict is going to go to uh it's it's it's, it's gonna have to be uh to me, the trap I have the most fun watching is the Venus Eye Trap, I feel. Uh, I thought you were going to say Angel Maker for, for sure. Nope. But, uh, nice. Nope. Okay. <laughs> to me, it's a it's a tie between the Venus Eye... It's a, tie, it's a three-way tie. The Venus Eye Trap, the Pint of Blood, and the Shotgun Carousel. Okay. I love the reverse bear trap. That's the best one. I feel like me, me and you can agree that's the best one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, there will always be a special place in my heart for that one. But, like, yeah. if I want to, like, throw all baggage and everything like that out of the window and just go, like, which one's the most fun and I'm most involved in or whatever, you know, on that level. Yeah. I think those are the three that I go for the most. And for my current mood, I'm going to say the Venus Eye Trap. Okay. It feels nice. classic, but also a different kind of brutal. hmm Yeah. It has a ferocity to it that I love. And I love the way it ends, as I mentioned when we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Damn, damn good trap. Totally. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that's the end of that grotesque, horrible discussion. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, and now we're going to head into the section of the show where we, where both me and Luke recommend a movie from our favorite genre, yours, rom-com, mine, horror, respectively. Because we just did a big old grotesque, horrible horror discussion, let's have a little bit of levity and have a little bit of a rom-com. What do you got for us this week, Luke? All right, well, since we are doing this, mm-hmm. uh, there, you remember the surprise that I, I haven't mentioned on the podcast? Oh, right, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, but... everybody, last week before the episode we were going to record, he mentioned he was going to yeah. have a surprise for I us. I meant it for last episode. Right, right, but... right. And 
And like I assumed that like whatever the surprise was, like I assumed it happened during it and he just didn't mention it. And I asked him after we recorded, hey, what was the surprise? Was it, was it the movie you recommended? And he was like, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so the surprise is happening this week. Here we go. I'm so excited. What do you yeah. got? What do you got? What do you got? So uh, there's a sponsor. <laughs> so What? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Maybe he sponsored the leak, but let's not push it. But I got a script here. Okay. So I'm gonna what read it. <laughs> I didn't agree to uh-huh. this. I, 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 I can no. cut out. But no, 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 no. no, no. I, I, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course, <laughs> I would love to shill for sponsors. Here we yeah. go. Okay. Have you got tired of drinking protein shakes? You want something to consume that's healthy for your workout, but you're too lazy to blend up a protein shake. Well, try Tucker Carlson's beans. Tucker Carlson. Uh, you can it's, eat wait. them straight from the can. Wait. They come in all kinds of flavors. Wait. Cajun, veggie, bean flavor, and more. Who, whose beans? Tucker Carlson's beans. Do you know who that is? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a real person? Yes. Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening here? I know Tucker Carlson, the anchor on Fox News. <laughs> Is it connecting you for this? Okay, I'm assuming hold. totally real coffee bean. Uh, can, can I finish this? Yeah, abso- I am so sorry. Go ahead. When you're with your workout bro and he asks you for your protein shake, you say, nah, workout bro. I got Tucker Carlson's beans and whip out your proud special can of beans. He'll be all excited and will want some too. But you say, no, my beans. And he'll buy his own. And he'll be happy when he does, because it's Tucker Carlson's <laughs> beans. They're beantastic. And remember, they're not just beans. They're Tucker Carlson's beans. All right. End of script. So, there we go. What the? <laughs> what, what, what is this? You sprung on me. With like dete- What? <laughs> Explain. Explain yourself. I had the idea to just do... Just do a, a random, a random of a sponsor. All right, we're gonna do this every little, episode. Yeah, <laughs> I was a little inspired by uh, that dream video where he just randomly did it in the middle <laughs> of the thing. Oh, right in the middle of the manhunt. Right. All right. Yeah. Every episode, we're gonna have a fake sponsor. <laughs> really excited yeah. for this. Man, I did not realize Tucker Carlson was an actual person. Tucker Carlson, but that just makes it funnier because if he's the <laughs> Fox News guy, yeah, that's fine. Fox okay. News. This, I, I. I and we're not going to get political here. There's no politics on this show. Uh-huh. But Tucker Carlson, not a fan. Not a fan personally. Yeah. I think he's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Tucker, more like, you know, the other word. More like more like yucker because he's yucky. Yeah. That's what or he like meant, lucker, right? Because uh, Cause he's, he's bad luck. He yeah. no, because he's so lucky he got there given how crazy his political opinions are. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying anything weird other than like, I don't know. Maybe think critically about some of the things you see on the news. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe mm-hmm. think critically about it. Maybe yeah. think maybe think about the things that this guy says and go, hey, maybe that's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's a Tucker Carlson of a biatch. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Fucker Carlson. Uh-huh. Uh- there, there we go. <laughs> anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, rom-com of the rom-com week. Rom-com of the week. For me. Okay. For you. So, wait, what? Casanova is what I am going to recommend. Hell yeah. Yeah. So this came out 2005, has Heath Ledger. Uh, I say hell yeah. I've never seen this movie, but I loved when you <laughs> told me about it earlier. <laughs> yeah. It has Heath Ledger. It has Jeremy Irons, uh, Oliver Platt, some other people. Uh, but it's a period 
peace thingy. It's like late 1700s in England, I think. That doesn't matter, I guess. But anyway, Heath Ledger is this dude named Casanova. And he is like the ultimate lover, okay? He's like, he's like so good in bed and stuff. So like, he basically sleeps with like every woman, basically. Wow. Like, <laughs> he's even seen early on when he's with a nun and like having sex with a nun and stuff. And he like walks out of the room to leave and outside the door is another nun that he makes out with. And... <laughs> Yeah, you know, they're all, and then he like walks down the hallway, and all the nuns are in the doorways, and they're like saying, "Yeah, come back, come by sometime again," you know, like implying he's been with all them. Of course, madam. Of course. Yeah, and that's just how this guy is. He, he, this is how he is. But then there's this woman, this, this she, she's like the feminist of this time, because there's like these men they're having a meeting, and they're like in this college. We don't want to be distracted, so we won't allow women in the college, so we won't be distracted. That makes sense. And then she's like, you fools. And she rips off her disguise because she was pretending to be a dude. And she's like, there is a woman in the college right now, so it's broken. And also, this is stupid. (laughs) Transition goals, Yeah, and Heath Ledger is just in the room at this point, and so he's like, oh, that's the girl I want to be with. But As he should. Yeah, but she hates Casanova. Seemingly for good reasons. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> then, wait, okay, I, I do have a question. Is he sleeping with everybody in like a way to like take advantage of them, or is it no. like just a genuine like he just happens no, he, to have had a lot of sexual partners? He he happens to have a lot of sexual partners. He's well known throughout this town to the point where even they're putting on plays about Casanova. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but like, but he's not like a bad character. He's just had a lot of sexual partners. No, yeah, everyone's all the women are fine with it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So <laughs> the people who care did... about him doing this as a bad thing are like the church. Having and... a lot of sex doesn't doesn't mean that you can't yeah. respect women. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, he, he seems he's like a, a cool guy, but just needs to learn how to. Anyway, uh... keep it in your pants, dude. <laughs> Yeah, Jeremy Irons is like the head of this church, mm-hmm. and he wants to get him because he's violated their rules of, I don't know, adultery, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't remember what I said, but fornication with a novice. Fornication! Yeah, a lot of that word being used. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, he says, oh, well, she was no novice and stuff. <laughs> uh, basically, you know, just having sex doesn't, doesn't make, it is bad, whatever. So they're all looking for him for the entire movie. But he wants... So he gets it. Yeah. That's the gist of what this story is. But there's a lot of crazy stuff in it. <laughs> that makes it so entertaining. Like, say you get to see a dude being laddered up with hard <laughs> to look pretty. And that's something. Nice. Also, just casually pigs on leashes in the movie. <laughs> uh, like I said earlier, plays of about Casanova are being had in multiple scenes. And... Multiple? That's just a thing. Yeah. I, oh. I I assume it's the same play, but just like you just see it differently. Yeah. But uh and but notably there is a part he is engaged to somebody, to this girl who's really like horny. And in fact and she's cheating on her a lot? Uh he's no. Wait. Is it implied that it's No, like this a... was before. Oh right. So the whole thing with him is that the there's someone above Jeremy Irons. I opened the floodgates. The Pope. <laughs> the Pope is covering for him. Mm-hmm. So when the church has brought him up before, the Pope's been like, nah, he good. For whatever reason. 
But this time, the Pope's like, you've gone, you've done too much now, so I'm going to give you three days to get married to someone. Ah. And so he chooses to get engaged to the horny chick, <laughs> who upon first seeing him masturbates to him and breaks like a fountain. Uh, I mean, Heath Ledger's a beautiful, beautiful man. He is. If I ever saw him in public, I'd do the same thing, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but... That's a joke, everybody? <laughs> I'm yeah. not a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's her motivation. She, she wants to sleep with him, and uh, but also he wants he, he pretends he Fletcher to get engaged to be because uh, the the that feminist chick is being engaged to someone else. This is more complicated than a yeah. small movie. <laughs> <laughs> but he pretends to be that engaged person for, for shenanigans. So then he also engaged her. Well, there's a ball where he invites them both. Well, well, they both have to go. So uh-huh. then he has two masks, a black mask and a white mask. And so whenever he's one person, he flips it and stuff. <laughs> and he has to be with both of them. And uh, it is insane, this movie. Sometimes I was just like, I can't. I, there are like layers to what I'm watching because the deception that's going on on multiple yeah. levels. Especially since she's also pretending to be someone else sometimes. Her. Also, there's a scene where that that horny chick is like blowing him under a table but then people come and like sit at the table Uh (laughs) and so the table's shaking and they comment on it sometimes and then eventually they're like someone's under the table aren't they and they look under there's a pig that runs out (laughs) and uh that's the whole thing and that that, that's not even getting to some other things because you know what i think i sold this enough yeah if you (laughs) it's a crazy movie and i highly enjoyed it it was entertaining so yeah, watch yeah. it. And apparently it was based on a real guy. So well, you know, hey, good on him. <laughs> yeah, good for him. All right. Uh, what a legacy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to recommend a horror thing? I would love to recommend a horror thing, Luke. Awesome. Now, after a, a giant discussion on grotesque, non-artsy horror movies, I would like to change it up by talking about a grotesque, non-artsy horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I talked to you. I talked to you about it. Um, VHS ninety four. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, this is the seemingly like silently made and like released. Like, if I didn't have Shutter, I would not know this was a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it. Like it. It. Like it. It seemingly is just like not being promoted or anything at all. Period. Mm-hmm. But it's my favorite of all of them. Like it's my favorite VHS movie. Like easily after I watched it. Mm-hmm. It's really good, and if you guys have a shutter, please give it a shot. It's really cool. I mean, granted, if you're into incredibly grimy, incredibly grotesque, incredibly gory <laughs> horror films that are found mm-hmm. footage, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it has like every segment is really good. I had a a blast with all of them. Like the sequel of the VHS movies is basically just like a conceit to allow different filmmakers to give their own little like takes on found footage stuff. Basically, um, they get to just throw in a found footage concept and clearly the, they have zero limitations whatsoever other than make it, make it found footage, make it set in the nineties, like 94 and that's it, <laughs> you know? Cause yeah. like, I mean, like if these tapes like existed in the same universe, I guess you're supposed to believe it. What, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> then if all these tapes are set in the same universe, then like it's literally impossible. <laughs> it's literally just a vehicle for different horror shorts basically yeah and this is my favorite collection of of so- shorts out of all of them 
And I've seen all four. Mm-hmm. And uh, you like you like the first two, right? Yeah. Viral is not as bad as people say it is, but it's not great. Um, it's yeah. And okay. uh, like I mean, I didn't regret watching it. I definitely don't think it, I don't even really think it's bad. It's just like it, it's honestly just a movie that kind of went in one year out the other for me. Mm-hmm. This was a big return to form. I love this one and the second one. Yeah. And uh, I think you'd like this one a lot too. There's some like really cool creative stuff and some of like the coolest practical and design effects for like creatures and such in this movie. That's really cool. Hmm. And some excellent gore effects too. Also some really good slow burn horror at some points. Like the second one, really? the second one is, I mean, you know, slow burn relative to like a 90 minute found footage short, <laughs> collection uh-huh. of found footage shorts but like the second one took a lot longer to like get going than i thought it would but in a good way mm-hmm. um i'd say in terms of like the shorts that i like the most i'd probably say my goodness <laughs> i'd say three was my favorite then one two four and then five there's no five but I, I like. Well, okay, the 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 one around it is cool, but like it's not really it. The... <laughs> <laughs> okay. like, I, mean, always... I, I haven't seen this. I don't know how much of it is. It, I just like, remember the other two. They were like some little it, things. It's way more prominent in the first two than it is in that one. Like, I mean, probably the collective amount of screen time for the framework around it is maybe four minutes. Wow. Three minutes, maybe. Oh, okay. Like it's well, it's 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 like it's practically just like a SWAT team. Like we're going to this room. Here's a bunch of weird other stuff. We gotta do all this, and then a tape starts playing. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and this oh, and then the, and that one tape stops, and then there's oh, there's a bunch of other stuff. There's, there's a bunch of weird stuff. Oh, it's pretty grotesque. Well, there's a bunch of stuff. Whoa! And then another tape plays. <laughs> wow. That's basically it. <laughs> I mean, it definitely, like, it was nothing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have much to say. It's it's one of those things to where, like, I think the best way to experience a movie like this is to not know anything about the tapes going in. Okay. So, like, totally give it a shot. It's worth it. I loved it. I loved watching it. Yeah. It's one, it's it's It was just, like, a freaking visceral, like, like grueling horror experience in the most... In, and I mean that in the best way possible. It was very... And also simultaneously while being that it was very fun. Like I had a lot of fun watching this movie. Okay. Yeah, you, I'm excited to see it. Bunch of good this. filmmakers, yeah. Yeah. Does anyone Ty West again? Uh I don't I don't I don't think Ty West, no. I know Radio Silence and Adam Wingard were at least on a producer level involved with this, but they weren't um directing any of them. Uh right. Simon Barrett, who um is the co writer for Adam Wingard. Um, mm-hmm. directed and wrote one of them uh timo uh, god i can't pronounce this Ch- uh, Ch- Janto, yeah. um, who directed uh the night comes for us headshot did um directed the safe haven segment with yerth you evans in the uh second one Ooh, okay. um he directed my he directed the third one my favorite one in this uh steven kostensky who did the void did one of them mm-hmm. um and jennifer reader did the other one who I've not seen anything else for. So. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, Chloe Okuno and Ryan Prowse also did some directing, even though the, the place I'm looking at this right now doesn't say specifically which segments they do. So not sure, but I didn't dislike any of them and they were all very good. Nice. Uh, totally worth watching. It's just a uh, hour 42. Mm-hmm. It's good. Give it a good old shot, everybody. It's fun. It's fun and awful. Yeah. <laughs> um yes yeah, that's, that's what i got uh short sweet on that one yeah very high stuff 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to the lazy talk. We're just going to talk about some stuff that we want to talk about. Yeah. Movie wise, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you did you have anything that you specifically wanted to talk about? You got anything you want to passionately say anything about? Yeah, I do. What do you What do you have anything to say? Yeah. About? Uh, so Ice Nine Kills. They uh. Holy really... shit! You took mine. <laughs> oh well. Uh... <laughs> Let's talk about this together. The Lazy Talk subject. <laughs> We're gonna talk about the two albums by Ice Nine Kills. Okay. Yeah, I just had the second one in mind. All right. Uh, Let's do Let's do but... both of them. Okay. Uh, so they ha- they are a metalcore group. They're they're a melodic metalcore group. Yeah. Um, they they they, they rose into prominence um pretty recently with these albums i'd say right yeah the, the mean, one before this was successful before the first silver screen was successful but mm-hmm. this is where they blew up yeah uh and the they can see these albums is every song is related to a horror film and mm-hmm. uh, that covers it yeah and i mean that's really the gist of it mm-hmm. uh and they're hard-hitting yeah. uh they're 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 hard-hitting they're melodic they're mm-hmm. way too catchy than they have any any right yeah. to be they have a lot of personality oh yeah uh, sometimes they it, like j- they just have variety and sounds across the album too mm-hmm. like say uh uh the child's play one Assault is and very different yep. from uh the my bloody valentine one Don't which is very pick. different yeah. from the evil dead one ex mortis <laughs> and so on so <laughs> yeah. like I could go track by track. I, I could do an episode on this. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the first one, mm-hmm. first album, The Silver Scream, it's the, it's the more simple one. It's yeah. the one that goes uh, a lot more by a traditional melodic metalcore route, even though that being said, it's still better than most melodic metalcore albums I've ever heard. It's mm-hmm. still an album. Like it's these albums are very good for like fun, rocking, headbanging listens uh-huh. That you can get emotionally involved in if you want to involve yourself in the narrative of the songs, but you really don't have to. Yeah. Like, like it's it's kind of a multi-layered experience if you want it to be. It can be as shallow or as deep as you want these to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the first yeah. one covers Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Saw, um, The Crow, Jaws, The Shining, The Devil's Rejects, Edward Scissorhands. Silent Night, Deadly Night, An American Werewolf in London, and It. Mm-hmm. The sequel, Welcome to Horrorwood, The Silver Scream 2, which came out this year, covers... Well, okay, the opening the opening track is a... Well, not the prelude, but the opening track is a is a song just generally about horror and stuff like that. It's the only non, non-property thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a Rash Decision is about Cabin Fever. Then we go to Child's Play, Psycho... Uh, Pet Cemetery, Resident Evil, American Psycho, My Bloody Valentine, Hellraiser, The Fly, Hostel, mm. The Evil Dead, and Candyman. Yeah. Quite a collection of horror films we got there. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you don't even have to have seen them necessarily to enjoy them if you're, like, a fan of metal and whatever. Oh, yeah. And they're just... Like, I haven't even seen all the ones that were mentioned, but I enjoy them, and... Even like something like My Blade Valentine, which I have no idea really what the plot is, aside from a do with pickaxe. It just that song just is so good and is heavy. It's, it's, the, it's the heaviest yeah. song on any of the yeah. two albums. The second yeah. album does. I don't remember how many features on the first album, but the second album does a good job with the features. They're just well placed and well used, and that one's a more obvious example of it. Yeah, because they get Corpse Grinder from a uh, Cannibal Corpse on that that track. 
Mm-hmm. And man, they they use them. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> they really use them. Like holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, on they the go first, like they uh, go deathcore on that track, man. Yeah. Like, they go like they go full like yeah. freaking. The bridge has like a breakdown. It's like uh really it goes hard <laughs> yeah oh it's yeah. insane mm-hmm. well like the first album is very generally like there's some ballads in there there's some cool influences like with it is it is the end i'm thinking specifically with like the carnival influences yeah. on the music and that but mm-hmm. the second album goes crazy with its influences mm-hmm. it goes everywhere like rainy day the resident evil one yeah. it has like a lot of like weird electronic like uh freaking what's it called transcore a little bit in there um <laughs> uh you're talking to the metalhead here right <laughs> uh there's there's still some like really good straightforward ballads like the fly or um the shower ex- scene the, the shower scene is a great one um mm-hmm. they get some weird like kraut rock in there with uh worst vacation i'm gonna mention your you, you should mention your favorite track out of all ex of them. mortis uh, evil ex dead mortis. one which is like <laughs> I don't know, a barn burner tr- track is yeah. something. <laughs> the way I like to describe it is that it's like it's like a big old fight in like a saloon in a western movie and it's like that thing that would be in the background like the raucous piano and like the uh-huh. <laughs> and like the just like that they're like banging on it and it's like just like fun like old-timey like kind of thing but they like metalized it. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. And it, it it is some of the most catchy core oh my god like mm-hmm. i could we could probably go down every single one of these songs and uh-huh. be able to give you the chorus to that to it yeah and like granted we've listened to it a lot but only because of how like catchy it is and how easy it is to listen to these songs mm-hmm. yeah yeah I don't know. they're they're surprisingly accessible uh yeah yeah I mean, if you're At not least into, if you're into metal. yeah, if you're not into like hard intensity or you just don't like screaming, definitely don't check these guys out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but if you can, if you can listen to it, yeah. and and you like, you can get into this kind of thing. I'd really recommend it. It's one of yeah. my favorite. The second one's one of my favorite albums of the year, and that first one's also yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Especially if you're a big horror fan, then like, oh yeah, then the lyrics at least will like be like, like eating cake. Maybe <laughs> be like having your cake and eating it too. <laughs> totally which, which is lovely i love having cake and eating it like the thing you do with cake mm-hmm. <laughs> um sometimes you throw it also like generally <laughs> songwriting wise i think it's like super varied and genuinely always quite clever they mm-hmm. don't just like do the plot of the movie they mm-hmm. clearly like really understand the movies they're talking about yeah like in a way that often like i often see most fans of some of these films not understanding them Mm-hmm. like for the thank god it's friday the friday the 13th one like one of the biggest elements of that is like jason's manipulation by his mother and how that's like a big part of his character and like mm-hmm. how he's like a victim in a way uh-huh. and like how it's more a, a curse of crystal lake on jason rather than jason being like the main bad thing mm-hmm. and I don't hear a lot of people talk about that in terms of Jason and his whole thing. Most people just think Jason's a big dude who goes and kills teenagers. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, he is. He's a big dude who goes and kills teenagers. <laughs> yeah, but he's also got a heart. He's got yeah. a heart. He's, he's, a, he's a lovely man. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's just that kind of thing. Um, like, Fly is a good example of that, I feel. There's, mm-hmm. like, they really, like, play up the idea of, like, this 
man changing and maybe eventually becoming something that's not worth saving anymore. There's an yeah. excellent part of that song specifically where like this like cor- chorus of voices come in. It's like, I'm not saying I'm not playing God. I'm not saying I'm not playing God. It's pretty good. Yeah. Sometimes the emotions of the song play it in, into it too. Like the oh, yeah. Evil Dead one's more crazy of a movie. So like the more crazy rambunctiousness of like the chorus. Yeah. We're playing to that. Or the Grave Mistake. A grave Mistake. mistake crow. The crow, yeah. I imagine that's one of the more emotionally evolved movies. It's it's a very like, it's a gothic like, I mean, the whole, I mean, the whole idea is like a revenge based thing where after him and his wife get killed, he has mm-hmm. to like, he goes in like this undead warrior going to kill the people that, that did that to him. So yeah i mean yeah so yeah obviously yeah and like the the shower scene being a very straightforward song with a very basic elements like psycho was the base element for most horror films after it no matter mm-hmm. what genre you're talking about yeah. <laughs> um it's and also they, yeah. they they are very creative the ways they incorporate a lot of ideas yeah. into the songs too yeah there's a lot of weird quirks there's like the doll uh voices and uh assault and batteries the oh, child's yeah. play one uh I'll be watching over you with every move you make or american psycho the the, the uh, bridge, bridge yeah, is yeah. just hit to be scared yeah. and <laughs> hit to be the square. scene hit to be square yeah the song is and, called uh, hit to be scared he's a do you like ice nine kills not really yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah or that just a clown uh, music carnival type thing has starts end, off yeah. it is the end the uh one and, uh, the american uh, world from london starts with a howl mm-hmm. um yeah. the the opening of rocking the boat which is jaws starts with him metal screaming shark <laughs> it's fantastic <laughs> there's a lot of fun details the breakdown and yeah. the shower scene is the re 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 candy man has the buzzing at the very uh, end yeah, yeah. And there's nothing sweet about me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm getting into that one recently. That one's yeah, it's most different out of the album, so I don't really yeah, think it, of it. But that one's like a like... yeah, I could talk about that song forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, and Welcome to Horrorwood is one of the best anthems I've heard in all of metal, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's like it's for those that like are like into horror and like if you're if you feel like lost and alone and like the the commu- the horror community can like is so like and i've even noticed this just generally as a movie fan like the horror community has always kind of been a kind place that i've seen i haven't really experienced too much pushback and all that stuff there's like divisive opinions and people can be like can argue i i haven't seen much like real like toxicity especially when you look at like popular culture like like there's more talking against toward horror uh the horror genre so like people who like it uh yeah it's it's different because they're usually uh being hated on yeah it's like so like because like awards general populace i'd say the average person isn't getting into saw so (laughs) so like if you're a (laughs) saw fan let's say like then like even if you like completely disagree with what you like about them or anything you could probably have a fun nice discussion about it Uh and i feel like that that on a bigger scale is generally the case with horror and so yeah, I, it's it's a welcome to Horrorwood kind of emblemizes that idea, mm-hmm. and it's it's great. That first album's fantastic. It's it's definitely the more simple of the two, but I it like I've been going back to it recently after playing the second one way too much, and it's it still holds up, man. The second one doesn't blow it out of the water in a way to where it like makes the first one not as enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's still fun as hell. Like 
I, I don't dislike a single track off of any of them. I'd say probably the lowest rating I give any of the tracks on any of them is a 9 out of 10. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I like in terms of in terms of like music and me and you are huge music fans. Mm-hmm. Worth noting. We love film. We're making a podcast about film because we're better at talking about film. But mm-hmm. if you want to leave a comment in the comment section below, if you want to hear us talk about music more, let us know. And because uh, we yeah. love music and we love talking about it, maybe we can cover something more thoroughly in the future. But maybe so. I yeah. don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, yeah, seriously, like if you can get into something like this, totally listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hell uh, yeah, it, dude. Is it the show? That's the show. So uh, thank you everyone for listening. I uh, hope you had a fun time. I hope you uh, enjoyed hearing us talk about horribly grotesque things the entire entire podcast um so yeah and now is the time the moment we've all been waiting for time for okay luke to tell us what movie he's picked for next week even though quick quick announcement quick quick announcement beforehand okay the last episode of the year we're going to try to make a tradition where we hold our very own oscars ceremony for 2021 films this is not meant to be the most absolute it's not meant to be the most thorough thing it's just things we've watched the only things that will be nominated are things that me and luke has seen and we will come to we will come up with nominations together and we will decide we will decide and debate over which should win in the moment in the on the show it'll be a fun little thing where it's more just like a year in review type of fun little thing where we just kind of base it around an award show idea i'm not sure if we'll do the lazy talk or anything after that Mm-hmm. We might do a horror and rom-com recommendation. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. excuse yeah. me. Um, so yeah, that, that, that'll be the last show of the year. So that won't be the next episode. But that'll be the one after. Um, yeah. So, so Luke, mm-hmm. what is the final movie we're covering or topic we're covering of 2021? Well, I was thinking of a movie and since it's Christmas time, uh, the only chance I can get. So I chose gremlins. Oh yes. Yeah. I uh, hope you're excited to talk about it because I love Gremlins. Gremlins. Are you kidding me? They're really cute, at least at first. So yep. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see them again. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. uh, so if you want to watch Gremlins, you can watch it. It's on HBO Max. Okay. And uh, you can rent it at the usual. Places. Okay. On the usual places. Awesome. So check Gremlins out, the Joe Dante movie, out on HBO Max. We hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you have a great time. Be good people. Be good to one another. And we will see you next time, everybody. Goodbye. Game over.